What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 47 of the No Mercy podcast. Today I'm joined by the Vanilla Gorilla Jeff Mans at Jeff underscore Mans. And we are going to talk about a lot of NFL stuff, talk about the Chiefs, talk about the Saints, spend a lot of time on that, talk about last week's DFS, went into co-hosted a year debate, went into the parenting debate from episode 46. If you haven't listened to episode 46, get on that. Talked about Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders, talked about Adam Gase, talked about uh, aliens, talked about fucking Trump time traveling, talked about the border wall. Um, pretty much anything you can imagine. We just fucking kept answering Twitter questions and hitting on all kinds of fucking rabbit holes. So I think you guys are enjoy it. Go subscribe, download, write a review, support the podcast. Let us know what you think. Hit us up at No Mercy Pod. Let us know what you think of kind of the new formats as we're in a little bit of the sports down season. Uh, we're going to be catering this pod to you over the next three or four months, especially until baseball starts. So the more you tell us what you like and what you want, the more it enables us to do it. So without further ado, hit it, Miyagi. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 47 of the No Mercy podcast. I am joined today by the Vanilla Gorilla himself, Jeff Manns. What up, co-host of the year? <laughs> yeah! I humbly accept this award on behalf of all the people that are also better than Alcoholic, The Bod, and Mad Lab. <laughs> Which so, is, so the whole community? Just about everybody. Yeah, that's pretty much everybody in the world. But yes. So for those of you that missed it, uh, on episode 46, you guys have been begging for conspiracy episodes, social topics, talk about the black coaches getting fired, racism, all the crazy stuff that we really don't have time for during the football season. So yesterday was more of the debut of the, uh, you know, kind of talking about stuff that isn't isn't in the sports talk track, right? So go listen to episode 46. It is not time sensitive. You can listen to this thing in six months. You can listen to it tomorrow. So if you're busy over the weekend or next week, uh, it's something you can check back on. Um, Jeff, I want your take on it because we're going to be doing a lot of social stuff i mean we'll probably steer a little bit away from some of the conspiracy stuff when we do our shows for the next few months but more on you know sports topics and controversial topics what was your take on uh, episode 46 i think it's tommy sticking with his contrarian uh attitude to have the people with um you know lesser thoughts on pop culture (laughs) talk more about pop culture and stick the guy with more to say on the sports only but yeah it's it's i love the contrarian nature no i'm uh, i like that really what it is jeff is i just took those fucking bums and threw them all on one show yeah i know just just exactly just to keep just to keep you and your throne exactly i can't i can't i can't every time alcoholic speaks that's a second we could be hearing from you. Yeah, and making magic happen and being funny right. and interesting. But the uh, I actually liked uh, last episode a lot. I listened to it, and uh, uh, outside the beginning where they shit on me, uh, that part I actually did like that a little bit too. But no, it was, you, it was you, a good you episode. Like when anyone a lot of says conspiracy stuff and whatnot. And I that's one of those episodes where I was yelling. I'm like, God damn it! I was pissed. I'm like, fucking Tommy. Let me th- give me those questions. I want to talk about some of these topics. Let's because, do it. Like I don't want to talk about Michelle Obama's dick. I want to talk. Well then, about well then, then we have nothing to talk about. More interesting <laughs> things like that. I'll talk about Mahomes' dick, maybe. But no. so one, I want to refute everything that was said about. Right. The- so for those that missed it, it yeah, not to cut you off, but for yeah. those that missed it, 
there's a uh, there's a rallying group of uh, the silent majority of co-hosts who seem to think that Jeff Mann's rigged uh, episode of the year, segment of the year, co-host of the year. Meanwhile, Jeff Mann's did predict pretty much the exact percentage that he would end up getting and did clean sweep it. So, Jeff, what do you have to say? What do you have to say to them? I was uh, oh, for one. All right, number one didn't bribe anybody. Like mad life, we bribed everybody, bro. Well, did you threaten? No. Well, I listen. Uh, No, I no did not threaten anybody. I used the power that I have. I used my following. I said, "Well, listen, if you want to vote for me, listen. It's either you like me or you don't. If we're gonna play that game, then you don't need me, right? That's so. (laughs) That's the power I have. And I I thought it was there was no rules. There was right. no rules set when we did that. So there, you were well within your By rights, way, in my opinion, yeah, to tell them. Like, okay, let, let's try to pretend this was all an even playing ground. When did this happen to go live? Oh, during, right, the, during the MMA event. On a Saturday during the MMA event when Mad Lab at, is at its height. The guy is smashing the world. We're all Trump. I, me, meanwhile, I am retweeting and hyping him furiously all night on this MMA stuff. And then they come out with a poll like, him or you? And it's like, well, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm hyping him because he's smashing. I don't want to, I don't want to take Mikey down. You're helping your opponent. Of all the time to take him down, I don't want to take him down now. And by the way, for him to pretend that he wasn't texting me, like, dude, I'm going to roll up on you. I'm rolling. Like, oh, you are. Oh, that's how it is. So, okay. I said, I haven't even, I told him, I said, I'll wait. I told him in a text. I, was, I had the screenshot. I, I was sitting next to him. I told him. Oh, okay. I was like, you realize Mans is going to come with something. I'm, cl- right? I'm going to close. Yeah. Right. And that's what I said. I said, yeah. dude, there's no rules. You know me and, better and than these guys. And I, I told them it. I was betting on you. It's all And one thing, I think Rob was said it on the last No Mercy, the alcoholic said that uh, he goes, man's as sneaky as a motherfucker. I'm like, yeah, that's true. He'll, he, he'll uh, kill someone for 3% in a poll. Exactly. <laughs> like, like this I said, that's what I respect. I, I will sit there and I'll pretend I'm just I this noob rube that doesn't understand what's going on. Oh, oh, the world's big place for me. And then I'll fucking cut somebody's throat. You're a, you're a wolf in shoe build duck's clothes. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, oh, I said, and by I, I the said, way, part yeah. of this, I also want to announce this bullshit about the, the the company and all the company's Twitter feeds all voted for Mad Lab and Rob. I want that. <laughs> like, that's another thing. I didn't even get the benefit of my own company voting for me. They needed it just to save some face. Just, just to, to go grab a vote. Whoever ran the guru elite. Whoever ran the house account first. So don't got even the make vote. me get deeper into this on who voted for who because I guarantee I didn't rally my boys or anything. I rallied the people. I let them Right. Vote. You so, rallied your supporters like you're supposed to do in an not election. Not your friends I thought and it was, family and freaking people that you're winning money for that day. So I that, thought it was completely, completely clean. Um, I, I actually scolded Mad Lab because I said, yes, Jeff came out and said, hey, vote for me or else this. And I was like, you were in peak MMA mode. I was, right. I was sitting next to him going, Jeff, did this. Lab, go tell everyone, vote for me. Get me up to 50%, and I'll give you a free MMA pick in two hours. I go, that's how campaigns are won. Yeah. You both had a level playing field. I go, and it was an MMA night, so you had an advantage. And, uh, and you know, so he's he thought I, – I think he conceded the co-host because he was like, you know, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have won that. Yeah, he wanted that was, that was a round, But he wanted that segment. Which, he by the this. way, I think it, that's totally fine. And, oh, and by the way, I, I was also up against it because two of my segments were up for it. Right. So, like, they're against Splitting. each other. It's yep, like, okay. That's true. 
So that, that all automatically I cancel out. So I actually have like 50% of the vote when you total them both together. So nevertheless, but that was that. And then the co-host of the year thing was uh, more of a runaway type of thing. <laughs> I so I don't know if people know. Um, I Jeff can see me, obviously, um, and I am uh, pretty sick. Mad Lab, I made fun of him on a pod yesterday for having garbage intestines and always being sick. And that motherfucker got me sick. He says he didn't, but he definitely did. So I am bundled up in a jacket, a sweatshirt, a t-shirt. Fucking you my nose like is that. red. I mean, seriously, I, I literally look. I, I Palpatine earlier. Yeah, I look really bad, and I yeah. sound bad, and I'll probably cough or sneeze a couple times. But I'm here. I'm here. We show up for work, Jeff. There's no. There's no sick days, right? There, exactly. I'll take off from hungover, but not from being sick. No, that's, that's not happening. So as far as uh, some of the topics that we covered on episode 46, yeah. um, I'd imagine that you'd have some takes on the parenting Dude. debate, which ended up being a good 20 minutes. Am I correct on that? Oh, I don't know. 50 minutes. That, that podcast was long as fuck. Yeah. That's all we I know. Rogan-esque. Never stop going. So, uh, yeah, I, I want to say one thing about those topics, because when it comes to parenting and all this stuff, and the one the <clears> biggest <throat> takeaway I had from what you guys were talking about, and it's not to say I haven't been in the exact same discussions, but because I have, but it was like an old man discussion because it's like, oh, these kids today. That's essentially what you all four of you guys were saying. These kids today aren't like the kids when we grew up this way. And and what I wanted to scream to you specifically because I don't know if the other, me. I don't know if the other guys would understand. That's why. But oh, the, okay. is then, then it's game it theory. It's game theory. Remember this. This is the key to everything. Your kids don't have to grow up to compete against you and our, you know, they have to compete against other snowflakes. Right. Just remember that. So it's not yeah. a comparison. Every generation throughout history always says, you know, you know, your parents said the same shit. Like, you're lazy. You're sloppy. Everything. We used We're, to walk up both ways in the snow uphill. We used to have to do it. We didn't have television. We didn't have radio. We didn't have blah, blah, blah. We didn't have podcast. Whatever. It's always the same thing. It's a cycle. And it mm -hmm. always is like that. And it just keeps going. The way I look at it for my kids is, yeah, I'm overprotective compared to your I don't parents. let them walk around all this shit. Of course. But not because, you know, it's not going to. Them doing what I did isn't going to really help them. They have to do things more. Just uh, a little better than their peers. A little better than their peers. And what right. the people in their I schools. And again, I have a 16-year-old, a 14-year-old, two high school kids right now. And they do. I mean, they outperform their kids in a number of different ways, whether it's academically, um, sports. They're not great athletes, but they're marginal and work their way up and that kind of thing. So, you know, it's they don't have to be like we were. Like, that's never going to happen. And their kids are going to look at them like they're hard workers. And they're going to look at – like my grandkids will be looked at like they're even more, more of a snowflake. There will be another Right, term. like a hard – so a hard worker nowadays as someone who doesn't have kids. Like, we were mowing lawns at eight years old right. to help pay – you know, I, I remember giving my mom money towards bills, you yeah. know, when I was 11. Sure. You know, it's yep. just what the situation was. Your dad walks oh, yeah. out and, you know, you got to keep the house up. So it was like, go get a job. I was scorekeeping basketball games. I know you did the same thing. But that was kind of normal back then, right? Like, it was more than most kids were doing, but it wasn't totally abnormal to have a job at 12. Right. So you're saying nowadays the extreme snowflakes are so ill-prepared for real life that even if your kid isn't working at 11, if right. they're not getting a $200 a week allowance and you're not buying them car and you're not doing all that eccentric stuff, they're still ahead of their peers. 
Right. Correct. Uh, and that's the most important thing. Because they don't no need parents to be... are letting their kids walk around. No, no kid. You know, all parents are buying their kids their own clothes and shoes and shit. Like, like everybody's doing that. So you, you know, it's just not their world. You know what I mean? It's not the same world right. that we grew up in. Just and even the compa- fighting. Oh, I mean, yeah, even yeah, the fighting like you're thing about the fighting. we were talking about. Yeah, and that's like if you had a kid that grew up like us, like Mad Lab and myself Dude. and you, like go punch the kid in the face, like you'd probably have Dyfus at your door in three weeks, right? I, you would. And I, I used to, we used to have boxing in my neighborhood where I grew up, Bridgeport, Illinois. Right, we did too. And we yeah. would have boxing. And you think, and I used to, I was telling the story the other day, I, I was terrible at sports and everything when I was early, when I was young. And the thing is, and I used to get my ass kicked all the time, but the problem is I was boxing 16-year-olds, and I was six. Like, for real, and it's not a joke. Like, I remember Scott Keeper beat the shit out of me. And it was the year that uh, Back to the Future came out, which I believe was 85 or 86. I was either eight or nine years old. He was 16 because he kept telling everybody in the neighborhood he'd get a DeLorean, which he never fucking got. But he'd beat the shit out of me. If I beat my kid and I went to the next round, I got my ass beat, but he's 16. Right. And, but, but I was the pussy of the neighborhood because that's just how it was. Now, do yep. I want my kids to have to go through Fuck no. You shouldn't have to. And... I don't think that fighting's going to be as prevalent just because we no, had to. Like, there's things like with we the had race. to fight. Like, you had to know how to fight, or else you, you get shipped out of you. And, and yeah, and their teachers would look the other way, and teachers knew. What about would smacking happen. your kids? And uh, smacking my kids? I've never hit. My or kids. disciplining your kid? How do you discipline a kid in 2019? Screaming and yelling, and then putting them in the room, or take. I, I always go for what's important. What's most important? So I will take away a device, tablet for my son, cell phones for my girls. That's immediate. Like, so you put them in prison. That's death right, to a right, teenager. Right. right that's now. prison I mean, for them. Exactly. But that's the first thing. And right. I don't. I don't mess around. I go straight for it. Like you can't play. You know, I, I will not let you go to the tennis meet because whatever. And that's what she wants to do. I won't let my other daughter go to dance. You know, you can't go here. You can't do that. My son can't watch sports. You can't. You know, play PlayStation. Like those types of whatever the most important thing is to your kids at that time. Whatever they're into. I take that away automatically, and it just goes right to it. It's the equivalent of smacking around. But back then, we didn't have the internet or cell phones. Right. What are they going to take away? A freaking rubber baseball? It's like, that's no big deal. Take away your smile with a little five-finger smack. Exactly. So away. I think it's it's not as different as we think. Yes, it's softer and all that. We also didn't have to deal with going to prison. Lawsuits for, and yeah, jail lawsuits. and typhus. Like, I could imagine that, like, even though I'll say I'd want my 9-year-old and 10-year-old and one or two of their friends to walk around 10 blocks by themselves and start to be a little more latchkey Uh than the current kid, you know, you'll probably have neighbors calling the cops and telling them that you're, you know, negligent parent and shit like that if that happens. So I don't experience it. But what about any of the conspiracy stuff? I got to the Twitter questions were great today, Jeff. You know, I was actually I never show you the show plan, but uh, I was actually putting together a show plan and the Twitter questions for the first time uh, in a long time. Actually, I thought were very, very good. So I think we could run a whole show off these Twitter questions because it's a lot of the stuff that I was going to have in the show. The more fun we could have, the better. Yeah. So one of them was, you know, is Jeff Mance an overprotective parent, which I think you just answered that. Yes. And I mean, yes, but also like it's one of those. I have this argument. My my daughter is 16 and it's like this is did she get a car? Yes, but she had to pay for it. How does she pay for it? Well, she could have went to Target and made $10 an hour. I pay her $12 an hour 
out of my own pocket to do things around the house. She helps my wife cook and clean and do things like that. And she helps us at Guru do like some stat checking and things like that. She'll data enter some of my spreadsheets and things like that that I use for my shows and my mm-hmm. cash game breakdown. Like she'll do some of that legwork for me. Uh, and I give her 12 bucks an hour. And out of that, she pays for the car that she got because oh, yeah, she has to drive sense. and stuff. So I it's have like. No problem with that. Yeah, so it's like, as yes, as she got it. But she also is a straight-A student. She's number four right. out of 1,400 in her class, which is pretty amazing when you think about grades. So she's deserved it. My middle daughter will have another discussion about but you know, <laughs> is, is independent of themselves. So I'm overprotective, but I, I also make them do a lot. They have to help their mother. They have to help me around the house. They have to do certain things. In order to get those privileges like cell phones and all that stuff. And I always, anytime I hear the thing, it's not fair. I love hearing it because I, oh. I never once in my life promised anything was going to be fair. The world's not fair. It's never going to be fair. You need to teach fair. them that nothing's fair. You have to you outwork to bring, everybody. That everybody you see, every kid, everybody in your sphere, you better be willing to outperform and outwork them. Because if not, they're going to get the opportunity ahead of you. Bottom line. If, and I think that's just the way the world is, and it's moving even more so towards it. So yeah, and I want to. So I want to get to all these questions, but first, before we get too lost in it, um, how was last week from a DFS perspective, from a from a bets perspective? How was last week for you? Dude, last week was great. And what was your take on the games? Um, I thought the Colts would. I, I, I gotta admit, so I did too. Like I thought the Colts were going to win, and I think that that's one of those things where I thought it so much going into the playoffs that I probably really underestimated the Chiefs in the game. Like, I, I was seeing it through the wrong prism. So so that was part of it. Um, I wanted the Colts to win. I hate letting that infiltrate my way of thinking, but I could tell I did that to a certain degree. But, dude, I made out really well. I'm a profitable DFS week. I mean, I and I, I stuck to my guns because I know we had a talk off air about Marlon Mack. I was not on Marlon Mack at all. And but I kept like me and Schuster fought every player. Me and Schuster fought on everybody: Marlon Mack, Michael Thomas, um, Drew Brees. Like it was just an all-out brawl all week. We didn't see eye to eye on anything. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just I'm just overriding you this time. You know, th- I'm just going to override this time. I usually don't do that unilaterally, but I did it, and it, we came out clean because we won like sixteen hundred bucks. Out of like 350, or no, 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 over 500 of investments. My bad, because we did a right. 333 plus 150. Oh, dude, we did like 600. Okay. Yeah, like 600 investments and won 1,600. So, whatever that may be. Um, but it was profitable, but stuck to my guns on that. And I'm really happy this late in the season to get a nice little cash grab like that and be on the There's side. There's nothing side. better. There's nothing better than winning a playoff week. Like, I mean, yeah. I've had a lot of success with it. We've talked about it. For years, I've yep. told everyone I'm really good at short slates in every sport. It's not necessarily a playoff thing. It just happens to be short slates. I just feel like I know exactly where the field's going and fades are easier. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I had a great week. I didn't play too much. I played like 900 bucks. Um, pulled back around 6400 So, from an X-wise, it's like 6, 7 X. Jesus Christ. But um, I was so close. So close to the nuts. I finished at 186. Uh, played all the players from my article. Um, it was Brady, Mack, Damian Williams, Keenan, Edelman, Thomas, Ertz, James White, who I was all over, and then the Colts. So, you know, the one thing that screwed me was Mack having a really atrocious game. 
Uh, just them falling that far behind. Obviously, Mac was a game flow play, right. which you know we both liked them because we both thought the Colts would win. Well, so I did not like them because I thought it was going to be back and forth. Just to be clear, okay. So but I Mac liked them because I thought the Colts were going to stay close. But Ted did. Ted liked right. them for that reason. We that's yeah. Right. The, the problem with me was Keenan Allen being down at the inch line would have been six points, which would have moved me up to thirty thousand. Well, Keenan and, Allen going like he had the first touchdown, forty yard touchdown. It's like okay, here we go, and then he's gone. Except for that, that one, he fell on the one-inch line. He was running, because obviously I was watching him the whole entire game. He was running five-yard outs on third and 13, like just mm-hmm. lazy decoy routes to clear the cornerback. Like, I have no idea why he was so far out of the game plan uh, there for a long period of time. But, uh, you know, James White being three yards shy of the 100-yard bonus and Keenan Allen's six points that he lost on the touchdown – um, one of those would have been an extra ten grand. Both of those would have been an extra fifty. So, um, I had a shot at six figures. I'm excited about this week. We'll talk about that uh, once we get through some of the fun stuff here. Uh, we'll break down this. Could you kind believe of DFS though slate. how like Damian Williams? You talked about that was in your lineup. It was another lock button for for me as well. Like the, the prop on Damian Williams, I think it was oh sixty six yards, forty seven and a half. Was that it? Forty seven and a half. Forty seven and a half, dude. It was the freest money of free money. I, I couldn't believe it. I felt like I was even, stealing. I, I didn't even know. I mean, we bet it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't even know. I didn't understand it. It was so yeah. bad that it was scary. Like, the prop yeah, right? was so bad, it got me nervous. I looked like, so I much like, into Spencer where I'm like, it, okay, everyone's worried about Spencer. Where is this? Ri-? And I'm like, why? I couldn't figure it out. And luckily, I, that's another one. Sticking with our guns on a guy like that. When everybody seemed to just get worried at the same time about Spencer Ware and his involvement, we all knew better. Yeah, no, Damian. You know Williams what I mean? We star. knew better. I've loved, so. I've loved Damian Williams for since his first start. I, I just, yeah, that that was that was a fairly easy one, yeah. I think. And uh, I felt like everyone should have played that. And a lot they should have, but he was the, the dude, crazy he was twenty-five percent owned only. Yeah, if you look at how <laughs> fucked I really got, uh-huh. I mean, the Patriots scored forty-one points and Brady threw for one touchdown. Yeah, like. Uh, I had Brady and Edelman. Like it's like, dude, Sonny Michelle getting the fucking one yard touch, and that, so it was a leverage thing, right? Where the Sony Michelles moved up as Brady moved down, because even though he was only eight percent owned, he was the top eight percent of every tournament, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, yo, I was chasing all those people. But anyway, it was a, it was a good weekend from a betting perspective. Um, wrong on the Colts, right on the Rams, uh, crushed the Patriots. I did. You, I don't know if you noticed, Jeff. I actually oh, had yeah. the Patriots minus nine and a half plus one ninety five. And Patriots win by thirteen to eighteen points plus five fifty. I saw so, your thirteen to eighteen. That those yeah. are difficult. We those both are fun. We both made interesting bets like that. I did. I don't know if you saw, but I did the first score of the Rams Cowboys would be a field goal bet. And, okay. And it's like that's what they do. These teams. When I looked at it, I forgot the number. It was in my write up last week, but uh, I don't know. Like sixty percent of their first scores combined were field goals. Mm-hmm. It, nobody else in the NFL is like 30% or some shit. So it was so high for those two teams. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to make this weird bet. And I noticed you did the 13 to 18 uh, as well. And that uh, I don't know, the Patriots just stomped them out. Dude, you want to hear about weird bet? And this dovetails into some breaking news on the uh, DraftKings SBNC. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was betting early on the SBNC. Uh, Sportsbook National Championship, which I know it's been clouded with a lot of controversy, and there was a lot of customer service issues. It was a nightmare to get the account started. Trust me, I do not think they were well prepared for um, 
customer service in that event. Like, that was a big complaint. Yeah. But the event itself was fucking dope. I wish they ran it every two months. That's how fun it was. Yeah. But, you know, I, I played it wrong. I didn't realize, you know, you could have just sat back for a day and a half and been fine. Like, I kind of overestimated the ability of the field. So I was firing early, fired on a 1,500 of what? my 5,000. You? Wait, what? Yeah, shocker, You're firing right? so, early? What? Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I fired 1,500 of my 5,000 on a golf prop the second it went live at 12 a.m. <laughs> oh. like, I was like, I'm getting a chip lead. So I was trailing from behind. I went, down, right. to f- I went down to 400 bucks on day one, Jeff, and then worked my way all the way back up to 3,800. Mm-hmm. So long story short, um, $10,000 really puts you in the money, basically, on that. So yeah. I was in the Chiefs-Rams game. I was fighting my way back up. And I put in a bet. I don't know if you remember the first drive of the Rams. I put in a bet oh, for four hundred dollars, I believe it do? was, to win ten thousand dollars. Oh no. The I parlayed Damian Williams score first with Todd Gurley score first. <laughs> right? Damian Williams scores first, and oh. I'm like, holy shit. <clears throat> and do you remember that first field goal, how Gurley was oh, wide yeah. open? Yeah. Dude, yeah. that would have given me ten thousand like dollars. And I would have been Yeah, thirteen yards. Bro- or Yep, right, dude. He was wide open on that screen pass, and Goff missed him for the touchdown. That would have put me right in it. But the controversy is right now that the tournament went final um, at kickoff of the second game on Sunday. So these people are all sitting there at $50,000, $60,000 up there at the top, and they're just doubling their bankroll on every bet because they're trying to win the million. Yeah. Well, basically, that Patriots game ran so fucking long. Has to have been the longest regular season NFL game. It's in such a long bullshit. Time. There's so many commercials down the stretch. By oh the way, God, but it went I, so long yeah. that when that game ended, the money didn't free up for half the people to go double down on the Eagles plus eight and a half or whatever they were doing. But it did free up for other people. Right. So I know a couple guys. Rufus being one of them on Twitter is just Rufus losing his mind because he had the Eagles plus eight and a half, and had he been able to get that bet in. He would have won the million dollars. So, Jeff, you said yeah. that there's a lawsuit that just hit today. It did. Uh, civil complaint against DraftKings have been filed in New Jersey court by Christopher Leong, one of the participants in the DKE Sports Betting National Championship. It, it The complaint alleges negligent, arbitrary, and capricious operation of the contest by DraftKings. I want a couple points I need to make here. Number one, I need to, we need to make that we need to clip that sound that you just said where Tommy said, I was going to sit back. Like, that's one of the funniest <laughs> things Tommy G's ever said. Like, in the, in the history and of the And when like, I Tommy's, say I was going to sit back, I just meant until 7 p.m. Friday. Back. It wouldn't matter what it is. I couldn't even wait till college basketball started. Yeah, I had no. to start firing on golf props. On golf. Yeah, you're, you're just never. It's right never out the gate, I'm putting negative EV bets in. Like, it's right 30% Tommy, of my bankroll. My favorite Tommy sound bites are always the. They're gonna play more cash games. I gotta, yeah. like, I gotta be. Like, I gotta, I gotta, gotta be do a bunch of things that there's no chance I've got to do. It's like a gorilla oh, being like, you know, I really got to learn math. So it's like, well, no, you're not gonna, you're not gonna do that. So <laughs> Don't make me laugh. I can't cough. Fucking crazy. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. And so, so okay. I, a couple of things. And man, I uh, and people went after me. So I went on the radio the other day and I was talking about this. And you know, I was pretty stern against DraftKings. I said exactly what you said, and we have not talked about this because Tommy doesn't talk no, to me off the I podcast anymore. Week. So it was, uh, it was. He says they weren't ready, and that's just what it was. Right. They weren't ready, and it's not that the event, the warehouse, and the, like the the couches and TVs that was set up, that was okay. 
but like it's the infrastructure it, it's the delivery of wins and losses and and another reason they had a million dollars plus of overlay tommy i mean yeah i know i give them well, a that's, ton of that's that's another thing that happened though there jeff that they weren't ready for they were expecting to fill which i told them months ago that was not happening but they were expected to fill so they were expecting a steady influx of because it was tough yeah. to get your ten thousand dollars on the sports book. I will tell you as someone who did it, like it was if you had the ten grand in the sports book, it was fine, right? right. But I had to put a little extra on there because I only had about six grand on the sports book, and to get that four thousand in there through a wire and this and it, it was it was a little bit of a nightmare because of the restrictions. They expected that five hundred fifty people would come in over the course of six months. They'd deal with it. But when everyone but, saw that tremendous overlay, you had like 120 people decide from across the country, fuck it, I'm flying in. And you saw 100 people come in literally Friday morning, and they probably only had four people to service them. Right. So they didn't prepare for the overlay. They didn't prepare for that. And it, was, it, it, it caused a shitstorm because when you put a bet in and something – because sometimes the bets don't work on a sports book. Like you go to put a round robin in and it won't take it. And you go to get in touch with customer service on the computer, and you're like 14th in the queue. Oof. And it's like, dude, dude, by the fucking time I get in here, right. like I'm not even going to be able to bet. The lines have changed. dude. It, and the thing is, is, man, I don't – you and I have held DFS companies and sites accountable for years. And it's no – I don't mean anything mean-spirited. I love the idea for the event. The idea – it's fantastic. It's great. I can't wait for them to do it again. All that stuff. But like you just said, I'm in this industry. I know of, and I, I knew the event was going to happen. I had no idea when. I didn't nope. know it was starting until that morning when we're making. I got calls. five. I got five <laughs> texts on Sunday saying, "Does it yeah. start today?" Yeah. It, yeah. Exactly. And it was it's already a, like over. Exactly. And it's like, wait. Promotion of it was knew. atrocious. Nobody knew it was even there. And that's why they, they set themselves up for that million dollars of whatever. It's been like that with the live finals, and too, Jeff. Like, who course. knows? Like, Always. outside of obviously, we know Jeff won. You know, the last, like, I can't tell you who won the FanDuel final. No. I can't tell you who, like, I, I don't even know how to follow it for yeah, any exactly. of this. Nobody site. does anymore. They're, they're passe at this point, which is, you know, that's, I mean, the money's fantastic. I don't, if you win it, it's still a great accomplishment. But, you know, there's part of that where it's like it's been there, done that kind of thing, and it's it's you don't need to go to these big events. And in the big events, we've the the thing that DFS companies have gotten away with for far too long, and the thing that frustrates the fuck out of me with DraftKings, FanDuel, all these sites is the exact problem they had. It's you have to be fair and balanced, and that's the one thing that you cannot have your infrastructure, your payment delivery system. Go through for some and not for others. It's it's not a matter of, well, you know, we'll get away with it. The fact that they've been able to get away with this, I, I know, man, there's been times, Tommy, at the end of a night or a weekend or whatever, I'll get that money, like, right away. And right. then there's, like, it's, like, 24 hours. I'm like, what the fuck? I, 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 in the current process right now, I won the six grand, and then I bet three grand on Oregon, then I bet two grand on Oregon State, and then I bet another. That I, I have, like, I got my account up to in the teens – and I'm still sitting on waiting on a five thousand dollar withdrawal, right? just five grand, you know. And it's like sometimes Come it goes on. through that same day. Exactly. It so can't. I mean, we know it, but it's it's, it's tough. simply you just can't do it. And 
I mean, the fact that I think that's part of like the DFS industry and fantasy players have been so cool for so long. Like, okay, you know, we're all reasonable. Like, all right, it takes a little extra, takes a little extra. Right. Okay, it's delayed. But when you do something national, you're dealing with a group that yeah. doesn't give you these. No, and it's a million bucks. It's like, right. come on, man. You have to have everything tight. It has to be instant, instant, yep. instant. It has to be fair, 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 fair. Everybody knows every single part, everything. Not, you know, Here's, and it just wasn't set up that way this time. I love the idea of it. I love the that they tried. I love that they had the balls to do it and take on a million dollars of overlay and all that shit. But they've opened themselves out for this complaint, and I have a, this bad feeling it's not going to be the last right. one lodged against them, which is unfortunate because now we may not see another event for quite and a while. And this is, dude, so just to, just to speak on the opposite side of it, um, yeah. I had a great time that weekend with the event. I, I mean, I didn't go to the event, Jeff. I didn't even walk into the it's warehouse. in shocking. your backyard. It's, it's literally 10 miles from me. Um, but I, I had a great it, time. It was like like – 10,000 feet. I think everyone said it was, yeah, it's, it's, it's very close. But uh, everyone who was there said it was incredible. But, I mean, just the experience itself, the event was awesome. It was so much fun. I, anyone who has $10,000 should do the next one or should have done this. It was incredible. The beginning was tough, and the end was tough, right? The very beginning sucked because there was no leaderboard on Friday, so you were shooting blind, and you didn't know where the fuck everyone was. So I didn't know if I should push. Or, but I guess that's part of the game theory. You can make sure. that discussion. The, the, all they need... First of all, you shouldn't ever do a two and a half million dollar beta test. Yeah. That's the one thing, right? Like, <laughs> no. do a small one, do a local one for you know, and and dur- not during football season, and then test it, get the kinks out, and they always do this. They try to do these multi million dollar untested entries, and they don't have a Tommy G or a Jeff Mans on staff. That's yeah. the problem. The problem with DraftKings could all be solved. If they would, and I'll, it's me and you, but I'll just use myself here because I'm a narcissist. If they would just hire me as a consultant and pay me some money, I could fix every problem that we have on DraftKings in literally probably three days. If they just had a Tommy G to look over the salaries before they went live and say, hey, this guy's too low. We got to bump him up two grand. This guy's going to be 80%. All the pricing is fixed. If they just had a Tommy G to say, hey, here's the people that are cheating, Chipotle and fucking Papa Gates. Yeah. Chipotle, they did it in the SBNC too. Like, how are we not seeing this? If they just had someone who could make quick decisions, who was powerful, who had experience, I could have solved this whole entire mess because I predict their overlay every time. Every week I predict their overlay. I tell them, you're going to overlay by X. No, we're not. Yes, and they do. Here's the very simple solution to fix all this at the end of the games. We all knew this was an issue. Myself and Jeff Collins and other people were tweeting out, this is going to be an issue if DK doesn't pay out on time. All it took was, hey, guys, one person to tell everyone, all your bets, whether you bet on the Patriots or the Chargers, all your bets are going to be graded as wins, okay? So right now, the game still has eight minutes left. All your bets are graded as wins. Go bet as if you won your bets, and then once the game goes final, if you would have lost your bet, we're going to remove the new bet, and remove the funds from your account. Right. You can't withdraw from there anyway. It's not like if they did it during a regular betting Sunday where once they did that, I can go be a snake in the grass and go pull my money out. You couldn't physically withdraw within the contest. So it was very simple. And then everyone gets to put all their bets in. Once the games go final, okay, if you had the Chargers, you lost, and your account's at zero, and you had the Patriots, so you, you're up and you could play your 50000 Everything's solved. But there's not one person ever... At these events, when situations like this come up, 
who's sitting there going, hey, guys, here's the solution. Click. Here's what we're doing. That's what they're missing. They're missing a general on all these. They're missing the one guy who could fix the pricing before it goes live. The one guy who will have the idea to pay everyone out before that happens. The one guy who will put together promotions. Like, so what I want to do is, which is annoying, I wanted to sponsor the next one. I wanted them to force another one out for March Madness. That was my idea because it was so much fun. And I was like, let's do one for March Madness. We'll get behind it. We'll sponsor it. We'll throw some money behind it. I'll market the fucking thing for you guys. So we'll get this thing buzzing and popping and we'll, we'll do Tommy G after party. We'll do all this fucking shit. We'll build it up for two months. And now even that is like, uh-oh. Well, yeah, you know, well, now we have this fucking controversy. Let me ask you, you a question, up. though. I'm going to put you on the spot. Because if you did that, you wouldn't be able to play in it. Uh, yeah, I would. We could sponsor yeah. the event. You could sponsor an event and play in it. You could not be setting prices and things like that. No, no, it wouldn't set prices. No, 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 no. No, just they'd run their SBNC. And it would just be sponsored by Gurley. And I said they should do multiple companies. Yeah, but sponsor. they would say they're going to say you can't play. Ah, then fuck that one. And then that's what I mean. I'm like that. <laughs> I I listened to every word you just said, and I love it. I love right, Roto Grinders. Roto Grinders. Go like, sponsor it. But if you can play, what would you do? You're like fuck that. I'm playing. I think. Player. What if I just became a brand ambassador? I mean, Phil Helmuth was promoting it in a brand ambassador. I could be a brand ambassador for it. Yeah. Like you Phil Helmuth that. or something, and something just promote like that. it. Pay what? for my entry, show my receipt that I paid for my entry, and do all that. So maybe we couldn't sponsor the thing, but we could at least get behind it and promote it. Right. At minimum, run need... free rolls, run free rolls for Guru Elite subs to win entries, things like that. And realistically, they would have to either pay you enough money, which would be a lot of fun. They'd money. have to pay me nothing. I would do it for free just well, because I wanted to happen. Play, though. That's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, I couldn't play. I'm saying no, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Or they have to find somebody that will do it. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. You should have to And they have to find somebody that has that ability to do it and will sit there and do it and take direction and listen to what people are saying. So Yeah, so I think the, the uh, I think the premise behind it was fantastic. It's a shame that, again, another big thing in this in our industry lawsuits. is always clouded with controversy and bullshit lawsuits. And like, yeah. with, but, uh, I mean, but that's anyway. the thing. It's like there's one guy that could possibly – like possibly there's one guy yeah then the that has fish. like some sort of okay there's something there everybody else shut the fuck up like right. stop it this kid supposedly this kid chris leong or whatever the fuck his name is i don't yeah. even think he cashed i think he's just he suing not. to get to get 10 grand like because he, he yeah just, he's, he's to get a stipend or whatever they're yeah he didn't even like. cash he's just one of those fucking bitching nancy's that fucking wants something for free all the time and but, that's the thing you're not gonna and if you would a minimum cash give me a fucking break like yeah, come yeah, on. He, yeah i don't even think he did cash at all or would have he didn't but if, i think he he thinks if his money would have got there he could have yeah. minimum cash like give me a break that's not yeah. the purpose of this folks like that's not the reason like if you would have won the million right. and you know that you know like we said rufus had there's there's something there. If no, hundred percent, and I I know yeah, for a fact that would have been now. That's, that's, that's the a, water main situation, right? Yeah, Rufus is yeah. Tommy G in the water main. Exactly. It's the same thing. Like there's one person who really had a gripe when the water main broke. There's a couple other people. McJester loved bases who were right there who kind of also could have had a case, but there was one person who truly got. I had a really good ass. case. I wouldn't have won, but I had a lot. No, but you would have made more won. money. I'd have won. I had all uh, Rockies and Reds that day. I was like fully stacked on it. Right, so. you would have made more money, but right. you wouldn't have won a million, or right. I would have lost. Possibly, more right. but yeah, that's what I mean. But uh, but yeah, there's one person that was guaranteed, you know, a huge payout. But anyway, um, so do you want to go into some of the Twitter questions now, or do you want to go into fun. football and then the Twitter? Yeah, fun. Let's do fun okay, stuff. fun. Um, calling this podcast Gillette. 
because it's the best a man's can get. I like it. Kevin Walsh. I like that. What did you think of this fucking Gillette ad? Um, man, I don't know. I don't know what to make of all this kind of shit. You know, um, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't think of it because I don't give a flying fuck. So you're indifferent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dude, like, I love I, the fact that the, the fucking pictures of all the race car girls, which Gillette posted all over their ass, mm-hmm. started circulating the internet last night from 2014. That was oh, my geez. favorite thing. Because it's like you dumb fucking lying piece of shits pretending like you care about, you know, uh, sexualizing women and you care about bull. You don't give a fuck about any of this shit because just two years ago you were blasting Gillette over yeah. girls' asses and spandex. Mm-hmm. Like, shut the fuck up. You're virtue signaling. You're going out there just to try and fucking be the fucking shaving utensil of the fucking protesting millennial bullshit snowflake fuck crowd. And uh, I'm going to try and avoid buying Gillette's unless I forget. Yeah, I didn't use an electric razor. Anyway, I'm boycotting so them. I'm, I'm in, boycotting them. Although, who knows who uses what and fucking, I don't know. Rob made a good point. Rob's like, maybe they did some research realizing that, like, my house, my yeah. wife buys all the stuff. And exactly. If she so loves I it, then she's going to go buy me Gillette razors. So, I mean, there's probably logic behind it, but yeah, fuck Gillette. Um, what about the Adam Gase uh, Magic Mushroom press conference? Dude, what the Brad fuck, the man? For one, dude, I am sorry. For you as a Jets fan. Why? I know you. I know. I saw your tweet. I like it. I know. It's terrible. It's absolutely the worst. Uh, like, oh, this guy failed in Miami. He's going to do great. No, he's not. He's, he's a failure. Adam Gase has always been a failure. He's always going to be a failure. That's all he is. He was in Chicago for a year. He, Jay Cutler had less interceptions. Jay, the dude got lucky that Peyton Manning was his own offensive coordinator and didn't even need him. And Andy caught a lot of them on the back end of their career where they were already who they were. It's yeah. not like someone who had Peyton Manning when he was right. a rookie and can take yeah, credit for it. Like you had, you adopted Peyton Manning as Peyton Manning. But the weird thing about I don't do I don't know what that was the weirdest press conference <laughs> in the history. Like he was honestly tripping out, right? He was glitching. He there was, was glitching. No it looked like he, he was glitching. MK Ultra glitch. The, dude, something. I thought he was high as a motherfucker. Like I've been there. Like like how do you? He's like. Stunned, looking at like you know, freaking colors melting and stuff. It was the weirdest thing I've I may have ever seen because he never stopped. His eyes. I know it went on for so long. It's dude, if you if you Google MK Ultra glitch, it's exactly what it looked like. Like it looked like an extreme glitch. And the the thing I like to think, I mean, you know, I wouldn't sit from Gaze personally. So the conference, I don't think anyone has any idea what the fuck happened there, but. Weren't the Dolphins like fucking seven and nine like every year for like the last fucking how many years? What was what was yeah. they were they were shit two years ago? What yeah. was their record this year? Seven and nine. All right, so it's like that wasn't much more than a seven and nine team, right? You know, like well, who the fuck did he have there? He had Tannehill. He had a fucking bunch of shit. You look at those miracle wins. I mean, Albert Albert Wilson going bananas yeah. in the open field against the Bears. The Kenyon Drake seventy yard miracle touchdown. That's two wins. So it's five and eleven goes to seven and nine like that. Here's my like. Here's the thing, and Tom, you should talk about this because I was fired up over the weekend. I blame the AFC East and it's your Jets, the Dolphins, and the Bills for the dominance of the Patriots. I I don't know what else has to happen for these three organizations to get their head out of their fucking ass and start actually competing because it's disturbing. The abundancy of which the Patriots roll over their division every single year is breathtaking. 
It's unbelievable. They have a you know, 78% winning percentage. And by the way, I, if you start factoring in week 17s where, hey, the, the Bills get a win over the Patriots in week 17 when they're resting guys, they're at 82% winning percentage over the last 16 years, and they're at 78% over the last 18 years. And it's our fault. We are it, the reason the Patriots yeah. dynasty is so strong. They keep going, and if you keep giving these guys eleven and five, twelve and, and four, a first round by and a home game play, home, home playoff games game. in the playoffs, they don't win on the road. What happens to the Patriots in the Super Bowl? Well, it's fifty fifty. Sometimes they win, sometimes they lose, but all their games Most are close. Sometimes they lose, right? But all their games are close, right? They never cover yeah. basically in the Super yeah. Bowl. So it's like once you take them off home field advantage in the winter in a bye week, <laughs> they're just a regular team. It's just they're playing fucking. Teams on their home field in cold weather with a pretty vicious crowd who had to play two straight weeks or a week. I agree with you on that. Yeah. And uh, And it's just got to stop. And that's that's the thing. And and that's why I like the Adam Gase thing. Maybe he's a decent enough head coach. Maybe he's a top 32 guy. But a guy who's been in this division and just simply has proven that he's not a difference maker. Like, I'll say this. And I was never a Rex Ryan fan, ever. But. If you just want a guy who doesn't give a fuck, and you just want a guy who says, you know what, I'm gonna, uh, my goal is to beat these motherfuckers. That's right. all I, I like. Rex Ryan at the beginning. This goal, and exactly, and I did, I, you know, I did, I actually didn't, he got I didn't like him at the beginning. I actually grew on him later because I'm like, at least he's, at least he's putting a foot in the throat of the Patriots at the very, because that's what, if I was a GM or, or coach of any of those three teams, that's what, the that's your only whole goal. Thing, every move I make. Is geared toward beating them. Only. What's your job at Michigan? Beat Ohio State. Exactly. Right? Like, that's your job at the Jets. Beat New England. Lovey you know? Smith went to Chicago. The first thing after Dave Wonsett and Dick Duran, all these pieces of shit. He, he said on the opening day press conference, we're beating Green Bay. Yep. And the Bears fan, and I just thought, uh, stupid, you know, you're catering to this. Thing. But he was serious. He beat Green Bay and with Favre and Rodgers. They were tough games. He was like 500 against them. But those are great Green Bay teams. But he went for the throat of the teams that were in charge. And he won divisions. And he won nine games every year and made it to a Super Bowl. I mean, that's what you have to do. And, the, and people will say the argument that everybody out there now is going to say, well, Jeff, they won 76% of their games against the rest of the league, which is true. But the rest of the league didn't get to play them twice a year. When you play a team twice a year, you should have an advantage. You should know what they're doing, not doing. You should know all this. You shouldn't just succumb with your tail between your legs twice in a year, no matter what. Even if even a way lesser they team. They start the year with fucking six wins. Exactly. And it, it, it's just too much. And that pisses me off. But here's and the. So all those on. moves piss me off. Go ahead. Yeah, so here's the beauty of being a Jets fan right now, though. And here's the reason why I loved the gate, liked the Gase hire. Let me put it that way. There was a couple other candidates. I actually wanted Arians. Um, oh, yeah. that, was, that was the main guy I was looking at, but he wasn't even on the radar, supposedly. I was so happy about Gase because of who I was afraid we were going to get. Because the Jets are in a position right now where they have like $100 million in cap room. They ha- they're in a huge market. They have a young kind of franchise quarterback who no one can deny over the last seven weeks of the season. Darnold had one of the highest quarterback ratings in the league. Looked good. Looked like he's evolving. You have a pretty decent defensive core. A lot of opportunity there to be successful. I thought the Jets and the Browns were the two most desirable coaching jobs out there for the simple fact of how much power and money you had to build what you want, right? $100 million in cap room for the Jets. Low floor, that's what you want as a coach going to a new team. 
you want to go to a team where if you go six and ten, they're like, ah, oh, that's fine. You know, you don't have that high bar that you have to set if you're going to an already winning team. But uh, it was the fear of Jim Caldwell. It was the fear of Hugh Jackson. Oh, it was the fear of Mike McCarthy. Yeah. It was the fear of one of these shitty, old, failed 10-time retreads where I was like, you know what? Gase is young. He's definitely smart. Like, people know that. I, I question his judgment in-game. I question a lot of his philosophies. I question how good he is. But at least he's young and he's smart. Like, at least he's got a couple boxes and his name's not McCarthy. So... For me, it was like, it's fine enough because I feel like the Bills are fucking whatever. The Dolphins are fucking whatever. And the Patriots dynasty is going to end because Gronk, Brady, and Belichick are all going to be gone over the next two years. Maybe this year if they win the Super Bowl. So it's like, that division's wide open. Let's just give us someone at the helm who's not going to fucking destroy it. So, so that's the reason why I was actually for it. Because I think that division is about to become so weak, the but weakest in the NFL, yeah. that with the cap room... With Darnold, with a couple added pieces, there's enough there to, to challenge for the division. And as a Jets fan who's been suffering for 39 years, fucking eight and eight's a dream. So get to nine and seven, and maybe we steal the division. And if, this if, is the the conversation from a dejected AFC East fan because mm-hmm. it's it's like that. You should, I mean, you'd want you should aim for better. You should yeah, but always no. want more. <laughs> no. and, but I think you I'm a homeless made, guy looking for a straight dude, chicken I'm nugget. A, I'm as against the Adam Gase hire as a human could. And you actually made a compelling argument. And I'm not saying that because I would love to attack you in this spot, but I just, you, it's a compelling argument. I just Those want other somebody guys who's named, not, yeah. oh my God, we're it's dead. Death. Like, I turned my jersey in. Yeah. Like, that's where it's I was. When so, I started, it would have been so bad. Yeah, when I so. saw Hugh Jackson come across the wire, I was like, I, I'm, I'm out. I'll turn, Caldwell, yeah. uh, oh. I'm out. Like, dude, I'm out. And then yeah. McCarthy was the final straw. I was like, oh. no, motherfucker, no. Do not and, and McCarthy came out and said, the only team I'm interviewing with is the Jets. I was like, oh, my God, no. Oh, my God, no. He must know he has he something really here. Was so it's like by the it's almost like when you fucking think the IRS man's at the door because there's a dude in a suit and you're fucking panicking and you open it up and it's just some Jehovah's Witness. Even though you don't want the Jehovah's Witness, you're like, oh, hey, how the fuck are you? Talk to me. You know, like I'll listen to you. So that's what it was. So I don't despise it. Um, I'm willing to give him a chance. I'm I'll willing read to the Watchtower. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to give him a chance. So let's say that. So, um, so what's going on with this Antonio Brown Emmanuel Sanders situation? I actually have been extremely out of the loop on this just because I've been sick and recording shows yesterday when a lot of this stuff was going on. But they're feuding back and forth. I saw a little bit. It about all this. started with Bruce, so Bruce Arians gets he was on Adam Schefter's podcast uh, last week. Bruce Arians, a new coach at Tampa I Bay love Buccaneers, Arians. and on the show he goes, uh, I don't know what they asked him about Antonio Brown. Because he coached him back in the Pittsburgh days. Right. And Bruce Arians goes, he was quite blunt about it. He goes, it do, he does not resemble the guy that I drafted and hired or uh, coached back in those days. He was the most humble, hardest working kid you'd ever meet. Very good. He got better every single day. Great teammate. P- players liked him. Coaches loved him. He was the guy that when they, and he said, Steelers made that investment over him, over Mike Wallace, and everybody was in the organization quarterback, head coach, coordinator, everybody was on board. And they he really liked him. He loves Antonio Brown. But he goes, this kid is out of his mind. He he's is. turned into a diva, an egomaniac, and he's starting to get really bad advice. Like, Arians just went out with it. So Antonio Brown 
went to Twitter and like basically shit. He goes, yeah, you tell me I'm selling out. Meanwhile, you're in your Kangol hat and frames. Like he went out on Bruce Arians. Me, and he also included Emmanuel Sanders in there because Emmanuel Sanders was on ES or uh, NFL Network as an analyst talking about it a little bit. And they asked him, and Sanders said, "Yeah, dude, I don't know. Kid was great when I was working with him, but I think he's making a big mistake." Didn't say, you know, he was pretty PC right. about it. And Antonio Brown went on Twitter and blasted Aaron with the Kangol hat and blasted uh, Emmanuel Sanders about you know calling him out. And then Sanders was having none of it. Right. He went uh, right that's back. what I love. That's not a Sanders rebuttal. It was like the kill shot. Dude, it was so good. And it's like, no, dude, step off, man. Like, you don't tell me what I, I say what I want. I think you're going to be crazy. I right. think you're being crazy right now. So, um, yeah, it, it's nuts, man. Antonio I, I, Brown is has lost his fucking mind. That's what happened here. I don't yep. know why. I don't know how. But he lost his mind. And it's like... Dude, I don't know. Going against your quarterback and shit, and the quarterback made you because it the started in the locker room. I thought it started in the locker room press conference when he was filming Tomlin's press conference a year or two ago. You know, remember that when he was oh, back yeah. there without a shirt on and Tomlin was speaking in the background? Yeah, yeah. And he was fucking filming it. Like that's when I was like, he's done. Like he's he's Odell Beckham now. Like he's just he's yeah. gone. He's let his celebrity get too much. Like he's forgot who he is. He forgot he's a football player. He he literally thinks he's a. He's an untouchable, bulletproof superstar. And don't forget, and this is the, you know, sort of my foundation of fantasy football and football analysis all the time, Tom. You know it. Is I, I believe systems make the players. Mm-hmm. I think all these guys are just so amazingly physically Overrated. gifted and talented that the only difference really in performance and production is where they're slotted and where they go. And, yes, you know, there's always – Certain styles. There's DeAndre like, Hopkins. There's certain there's guys, guys that right? yeah, yeah, will there's thrive outliers. in any situation. Right. But this is guys a five foot ten inch guy, um, not recruited. What do you go Central Michigan like University was hardly recruited out of Miami. Like the dude was nothing, undersized, didn't run exceptionally well, like four five speed, and he just worked and worked. So he was like a nothing, and he became and he worked it and he he buddied up to the organization at Roethlisberger. And he became the go-to guy. And for him, he started bitching about the targets. And we talked about this on the last episode I was on. Like, dude, you were leading the entire league in targets. How are you not getting the ball up? What, what else is there besides the most? It's like saying Oprah Winfrey saying, I need more money. You make more than anybody. Like, what else, <laughs> how much more than anybody do you need? Like, what and is the funny, I, I said it um, when we were on the show together. I think it was a No Mercy show at the beginning of the year. The demise of fucking OBJ and Antonio Brown are going to be Saquon Barkley and Juju Smith. You know, like that that's the problem where all of a sudden Ant- uh, Odell Beckham couldn't just be the fucking one man show. There was another guy there who was more liked and performing better. And it was like, OK, not your show anymore. And Juju became the fan favorite in Pittsburgh. And they were jealous. They're jealous of the other two. That's Can't what it comes it. down to. Yeah, it, it cannot take it whatsoever. And do, you know what? I just re- thought about something. And because you guys, you know, I'm sure everybody's going to comment, oh, fuck, what fuck you guys know and all this shit. But listen to me. Tommy and I had this. I was we, the king of another company. It. You were the king of another company. Oh, oh yeah. Have, no, I was going to say You that, started yeah. your own thing, and you didn't have to bring me over. 
And I didn't have to go. We could have been independently the kings of our own castle. We decided to work together because we believed in it. And there was and- bumps initially. Like, anyone who believes that there wasn't. Like, we, we did a radio show. We won fucking radio show of the year together. Oh, yeah, yeah. And had been working together for a year at separate companies. Right, right. But once we both were under the same roof with C-level titles and ownership... It was a tough adjustment period oh, for, for sure. you initially because you didn't want to step on my toes for me because I didn't want to step on your. And there was like yeah. a feeling out process for those first two, three, two, three months oh. until we got our rhythm. And, and then it was just like it was before. Well, it's but, still a feeling out process because. Yeah, I mean, like I want that, you dude. off everything and you just keep winning these damn awards. I know. So we're, it's like, we're like we're both have, you know, sizable egos and we're both believe we're good at what we do and whatever. And it's about making it work. We have to, you have to concede at some points. And there are times where I usually, I concede quite a bit to Tommy a lot of stuff. And then, fucking, then I build it all up and I go off and Tommy will be on the phone for an hour. He goes, go ahead. And I just, yeah. <laughs> me, and he's just like, are you good? And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I feel better. He's like, all right. And he lets me dump the fucking bucket. And it's like, that's it. I say my whole fucking thing is like, and there's no, hey, per, you know, it's personal. You said something personal. It's me. Uh, it's not about that shit. Right you got to put it inside. And in sports and athletes and anytime there's you know, multiple alphas in a room, you're going to run into a situation like this. The key is saying, you know what? I got a good enough spot. I got a good enough. I have the opportunity to grow. Antonio Brown has the opportunity to be a leading, if not the absolute best receiver in the league. Nobody's shortchanging him. Nobody's keeping him out. Nobody's keeping him away. Juju's success does not affect his success because it's, it's, we have numbers to prove it. You know, the same thing with, like, you doing well on a podcast mm-hmm. or me doing, doing well radio. on an article or a live. It doesn't, you know, technically we all win. More people you bring in, more people I bring in. It's the same kind of dilemma. Some people, though, can't handle it, dude. And you know what? There's other people in our industry who absolutely can't handle it. They, no, they I mean, that's, be, that's been the They wouldn't be able of... to take you or I in the same room as them. No. I mean, you know, we're leaders. Other people aren't. You know, like, the, Antonio Brown's not a leader. Odell Beckham's not a leader. Cam Newton's not a leader. I don't care what you say about these. They're not leaders. They're, they're just guys who are incredible athletes, but they're selfish. And honestly, I've, I saw Cam as a little more of a leader this year than I have before when he was able to share a little bit of it with McCaffrey and all that. But, um, you know, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, these guys are fucking not leaders. They're not at all. Russell Wilson's a leader. Aaron Rodgers, not a leader. A quiet like, leader. I, 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 yeah, That's I mean, there's certain man. yeah, there's certain people that you look at and go, that guy's a leader. This guy's not a leader. That's a quality that you can't quantify, but that's the most monetizable quality in life, being a leader. Um, let's go to let's go to a fun question here. Men having accessories, handbags, jewelry, fanny pack, etc. What's your take? <sighs> Tough question because like an instant reaction is get the fuck out of here. What do you fucking need? Your purses and stuff. But like, dude. I, I don't know. Maybe it's getting older or whatever. It's like to each their own. Guys are carrying handbags now. I'm not Guys okay are... with it. You're not okay. I'm with not it? okay with it. I don't it, care. Fucking LBGT I don't like it. Come at my fucking throat. I don't. But, but let me ask you this then. This is I, I agree with your sentiment, but I don't. I mean, what difference does it make to us really? If they it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, no, it's fine, and that's what I say. Like, well, not say, like for people, you especially, doesn't it just say, like, if you see a guy walk into a bar with a handbag, don't you say, oh, good, more pussy for me. Here's, yeah, I guess it's just no, like, depending like, oh, good, on where I get I to am. compete against you? Oh, great. If I'm in California, no, it's like, because that guy's going to leave with the girl, because fucking for some reason they <laughs> like pussies. Well, there's also 50 of them. So the odds <laughs> but I'm still, like, I don't care who that guy fucks, which is funny, 
Like, I like male masculinity on men. Like, be masculine. Be a fucking man. Like, stop wearing a fanny pack. Stop wearing fucking skinny jeans and fucking shaving your legs and doing it. Like, stop. (laughs) But I don't have any problem with that same dude fucking another guy. Like, I have no problem with it at all. It's just... Stop is trying. Is it the effort that bothers you? I, yeah, I the think effort, what it is. The, the calories it's the, burnt? It, it's, the, it's the effort to pretend like you're not putting in any effort. That's oh, my yeah. favorite thing. Like when girls will spend two hours taking yeah. a picture to show that they just woke up. You know, like that's what it's like for the guys, especially in Cali. Like, you know, we used to make fun of Collins all the time. Like, do you try as hard as you can to not look as good as possible, right? Like you have this scruffy beard, you have this mohawk, you're wearing a Fandle shirt. You know, and it was a compliment, but it yeah. was a joke at the same time. But, it's all, like, dude, it's, it's true. Like that's, I think this is the, a good point. How about the guys that constantly have a new look? Because oh, I get made fun of, you throw out some tips and you do this. But, like, I've, like, why do you need a new look all the time? I get it every now and then you'll grow a beard. You'll, you'll shave this and you'll, you'll do hair a little different. They're, they're fucking but, dude, like, they're, like a guy like Collins is the perfect example and love you, Hefe. But every time I did live stream with him, he always looked different. Every time it was new facial hair, new hairstyle, new frames, not frame. Everything was different. It's like this is a guy that didn't know who he was at the time. And again, I mean no disrespect. I love Hefe, but not and other people. They just why do you need a new look all the time? Like you don't really know who you are. I just I hate the. I'm gonna. I hate the. So, so so let me get this. I don't care what other people do. I don't care how other people dress. I don't care how other people act. I don't care they fuck. But I have one issue and one issue only that I keep talking about, and it's the pussification of men in America. It's this female is the future. You know, the future is female. It's this feminism. It's all this fuck. It's, it's, it's racist. It's sexist to now turn men into the devil. The same way as men used to put down women and stuff. That was wrong. It's also wrong to call men the devil all of a sudden and fucking yeah. do all this bullshit. So I hate men feminizing themselves to appeal to the picket sign pussies because that's what the picket sign girls like you know like the fucking millennial snowflake bitches like the dudes who look like bitches so you have alpha males dressing like beta bitches just to appease the chicks and it's like you realize you're weakening our whole culture Every man that waxes and tweezes their eyebrows and fucking shaves their arms and shaves their legs, but then still, you don't even have those things, but then walks around acting like they're tough. Like, no, you're, you're a bitch, dude. What are you doing? Like, pick a side. They, uh, the thing is that there's, we're all born. It's like you're a lion in the jungle. It's like everyone's doing everything for everyone else. We, you could, like, I don't have any problem. I, I kind of like it. Go ahead and be that guy who's like, yeah, I'm like really, in, you know, I'm combing my beard. Like a beard was supposed to be, back in the day, beards were because you didn't have time to shave right. and you just went through it and that was the, the mark of a man. And now it's like, oh, I'm going to comb it and put my moisturizer on my beard and all this kind of weird shit that you do, which is fine. And like you said, the the female might like that initially, but now in, inside, no, but not for long. That's then she's just she's just going to cheat on him because they need a man. Like that's the thing right. we need a fem- we need a, a feminine woman. We could have a tough woman. We could have a we could oh we like the girl who likes sports and all this stuff. Yeah, we do to a degree, 
but we also want them to be feminine and everything else. That's just it's in our DNA. It's right. not a choice that we can make. We're just attracted to that. Same way with women. Women want a man. They want to be protected. They want to know. Why it's do you think I still get laid? Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I tell everyone. I'm like, if you think all this fucking skinny jean, right. wax in your eyebrow, fucking beard Manicures. with a faux hawk, if you think that shit's really working, then how the fuck am I 10 years, 20 years older than I used to be, look 20 times worse than I used to look, try 20 times less, don't even comb my hair, just wear a hat, scruff my beard out, throw on a hoodie, and how am I getting laid more than I ever did? It's because you're fucking, there's so few men left that it's like, you're right. Like, I walk into a bar and I'll just be cursing and like, fuck this, fuck that, you know, that's gay, this, that, fuck that. And everyone's like, oh, you know, it's offensive, but that's who they go home and fuck. Yeah. That's who they want. So I get it. So I just want to smack the shit out of these kids and be like, dude, stop being a pussy. Like, stop just doing what Instagram tells you to do. Stop doing what Russell Westbrook tells you to do. Cam Newton looks like a fucking idiot at his press conferences. Like, why is this? This isn't style. This isn't style wearing capri pants and fucking no socks. (laughs) And like, you look like a fucking idiot. Why can't anyone just say, hey, you look like a fucking idiot. That's not style. I love style. his hats. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stand He can do that. whatever he wants. I it doesn't matter. Game. His hat game's on point. Dude, fuck it. Like, I love those hats. Big brim. You look like big, an idiot. Looks like People a forest ranger, like Smokey the Bear and shit. It's just cool. Yeah, I hate those hats. It's just cool to fucking say, like, like basically you're at a point. We're at a point in society where Oprah Winfrey could write, write a cookbook and make a billion dollars off it. Like, you know, someone fat could write a cookbook. Oh, yeah. Someone who has no skill, right? It doesn't matter. We're in such deep yeah. celebrity worship territory mm-hmm. that it doesn't even matter. if we, It's almost like the celebrities are playing a joke on all of us where they're like, let's see the dumbest, most ugly, fucked up thing we can do and watch how many of these dumb fucking rubes start following it and fucking oh, calling were- it a trend. Like, that's what I would do, right? I used to do that fucking down the shore because I knew everyone – you know, a lot of the people at the Shore House, they, they used to call me the Godfather. That's where I got the name. And I would say, like, I remember bananas. Bananas was one example. I went into the Shore House. I'm like, I'm just going to think of a term that's stupid, and I'm going to make it the slogan of the summer. Uh-huh. Just, it was a soci- social experiment. Yeah. Just to see. Bro, three weeks in, I just kept saying, yo, that shit's bananas. Like, I just kept saying it. It's like right. Trump, right? Like, we're going to build a wall. We're going to build a wall. We're going to build a wall. Meanwhile, fucking three weeks later, everyone's like, we need a wall. You know, like everyone was saying bananas, bro, Jeff. We had bananas hanging from the ceiling of the house by the end of the summer. My friend was like, I can't believe you pulled that off. I go, and that's what celebrities are doing to us. So I see it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm not wearing glasses with no fucking lenses in it. Fuck you. I'm not wearing wearing capri pants and a pink shirt because you said it's cool. And anyone who did is a fucking pussy and go fuck yourself. Exactly. Do what you're going to do. Be you. Be yourself. Exactly. I have a uh, hold on. Let me see if I can find this. I talked about it yesterday, Jeff. Um, I could show you here. The, uh, sure. So, you know, this 10 sure. year challenge thing. Have you seen this? Oh, yeah. yeah. By the way. Oh, I, I had uh, thought on that, which you guys didn't get into. Mm-hmm. You know what it is, right? Do you, no. And Rob was like on point, but he didn't go there. I was surprised. That, it's all about facial recognition software. Oh, know, no, that's like, what he said. That's what he, that's what he led with. 
No, he didn't say that. He said it's about tracking, you know, your movements and all that, but he didn't get into the facial recognition. No, he did. That's what he started with. I know you don't listen when Rob talks, but yeah, I try. I don't think. Yeah, he actually did. He Is that one of the times? He, was he talking in the mic that time, or was he like? Ah, uh, who knows? He's a fucking he idiot. for the distance like this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, that's what it is. And it's like because all cell phones now you unlock them, you use facial recognition, right. and dude, it's happening at schools. Like my my kids, the the high schoolers, they all have so the iPhones with facial recognition. So what happens is like they will have other people's faces. On there, and they'll take pictures and do shit, like, and they'll aim the camera at you and then unlock the, your phone. They'll take your phone, unlock it by pointing it at you. Like, it's uh, a whole thing. Um, and so, like, so yeah, scary. that's what Facebook's doing. So you ready for this? You want to talk about, like, and I said I was going to post this in Mad Labs. Like, you're just looking for this. The picture that I'm going to show you, and I'll post this on, uh, on Instagram and Twitter. The picture that I'm going to show you, one is from 2009, one is from 2018. Look at this. Hold on. I got to get it so you can see it. Can you see it on camera there? Yeah. Look at that. Same exact jersey. Same exact look on the face. <laughs> same exact shorts. Same exact sneaker. Like, everything is fucking identical. And it's funny because everyone in this 10-year challenge is trying to show that they haven't aged. Right? And they're using all... Here, I just texted to you. So look at it on yeah. text. Everyone's trying to show that they haven't aged. And they haven't done this. I am literally the same person. Like, yes, I look a little older. But look at those two a pictures, little. Jeff. That's even the same Michigan State jersey. Um, I'm playing beer pong in both pictures. So my face – I almost did this, but I just didn't. I didn't know really about the 10-year challenge. I, I really don't pay any attention to shit like this, as you know. But uh, my 10-year challenge. So you know the, the famous picture of me – not famous, but uh, picture of me that we're handing out at the FSTA with the stickers, with me and the sunglasses, the, the, the douchebag picture, right? Do you know when that picture was taken? When? June of 2009. It's so funny, right? When you, this picture I just it's showed you. It's the exact. And then, so <laughs> that's where, like, I get the shit about frosted tips. I haven't had frosted tips in six years. Right. It has literally been a long time, but I let it go. I don't care. Like, people think whatever my hair color is, they think I look the same. I'm like, my 10 year challenge, people still think I look that way. Which actually, I don't look much different, so I could still use it. It's not like I changed anything, except like the frosted tips are gone. It's so funny, the girls. It's so funny, the girls who are like, look at me 10 years ago and look at me now. It's like, no, bitch, that's not you. That's a Snapchat filter and a fucking extra light and fucking weird angle. And it's actually from 2013, not 2018, you fucking dumb whore. But, um,. Let's let's talk a little bit about football, and then we'll get into some of these other Twitter questions. So, okay. this upcoming week, um, who's your picks on these games? Who's winning these games? Chiefs and Saints. Have you this, actually? This is another one. Have you heard about the ref controversy in these two? I've heard a little bit about it, but not. The, I'm sure not as conspiracy driven as you. Oh, I know you know, you know. I dug right in the second I saw that tweet. I'm sure you do. Hey, let me just real quick. Like I have way more. I was so guaranteed. The Saints were going to win against the Eagles. I was never scared. And when it was 14 nothing, I tweeted out yawn because I knew there was no chance. But I'll say this. The Saints have no – I thought when the playoffs started, they'll, they'll stop with the Taysom Hill and the gimmicks. Nah, uh-huh. it's not going away. So I think the Rams have a chance. I don't think they'll win. But, man, the Saints just won't put a team away for whatever reason. It's their own choosing. They choose to fuck around. Whereas right. I think Kansas City will put – uh, New England in the dirt. So I feel much more confident about that one. But I do think the Saints and Chiefs. I'm going to do something special on here in a minute. But first, let me go into this controversy here before I forget. 
So the lead referee in the Rams-Saints game, everyone's talking about the the Patriots game. I think the controversy is heavier in the Rams game. The lead ref for the Rams-Saints game is a guy named Bill Vinovich, um, who basically has refed the Rams eight times in his career. The Rams are 0-8 in those games. He refed the Rams twice this year. The Rams are 0-2 in those games. Uh, meanwhile, the Saints are 5-3, and three, including 1-1 one one this year with this guy. So a lot of people are saying this is bullshit. They're trying to get the Saints in the Super Bowl. You know, this fucks the Rams over. Vinovich has been a, Vinovich has been a ref for 10 seasons, and every time he refs the Rams games, the flags are weighted, blah, blah, blah. And you have a similar situation in the Chiefs-Patriots game where Blakeman, uh, who everyone should know his name, he was part of Deflategate. He was one of the main guys in Deflategate digging into all this. He's the referee for this game against the Chiefs, and we all fucking know that the NFL wants the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Like, that's for damn sure. Like, why would you not want the fucking superstar Mahomes, league MVP guy going in there in the Super Bowl instead of this washed-up dynasty? But um, the Patriots are 3-5, and five, including 0-1 under Blakeman, and the Chiefs are 6-2. and two. So everyone in Boston's like, this is bullshit. We never win when Blakeman's in there, and everyone in L.A., is sitting there going, this is bullshit. We never win there when Vinovich is in there. So there is a little conspiracy theory. I don't know where it leans, um, yeah. but it's worth throwing out there. Um, I believe it. I think refereeing in multiple sports, I always buy into that. Like the, Some of your conspiracy theories I just think are wackadoo and this stuff mm-hmm. like we talked yeah, I mean, about listen, before. You know, so you have but to there, there's things. Intelligence. Yeah, exactly, and I don't possess which, that. Which, which, which I, you're I, not at. I don't want right. to. Like, I don't. Never. I don't Never. ever want to no. think some some chick's got a dick, and that's like. Wait till you realize that I'm a reptilian shapeshifter this whole time, and you didn't realize it. I it wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it that much. I welcome everybody. <laughs> I'm just an all people person or reptilian shapeshifters too. But like, I be, do. Referees have a major impact yeah. on games. It's dramatic and we it's the one thing that we kind of pretend isn't there it's like our own death like we all live these lives pretending we're not gonna die it's like i'm uh, you know what i'm not gonna eat carbs it's like what who cares it's all turned into shit everything you put in your mouth no matter how good it tastes for 20 seconds is turned into gross smelly shit that's all it is and you're gonna die at the end of all of it no matter what you do (laughs) none of it matters nothing matters there's no god to save you there's no possibility. Now you're talking Tommy's language, right? <laughs> so it's the same. It's but we. Kind That's of why I live it. my life the way I live. Like people who say they're a conspiracy theorist, then they believe that we're living in simulation and all this kind of stuff. People who can get on board behind all that, yeah. the government's tracking us. The end is near. You know all that. Then why the fuck do you? Why don't you live your life like me? Like that's right. why I live my because I don't even think this life is real. I think it's a game, and I'm just right. gonna have as much fucking fun as I can and eat shit and fucking smoke cigarettes and fucking do drugs and die. Right. Like that. And you know what? At the end of it. And guess what? The person that that watches their calorie intake and calorics and they clean, they they do cleanses. Guess what? They're going to die four days later than you probably. And they're going to come back as an oak tree in their next life. Yeah. And it won't even matter. And that's the thing. So it's like all this life that we're living, all this pretending we do. It's the same thing with sports where we pretend Man, who is the better quarterback? Hey, man, who is the better running back? Hey, man, which defense is better? Really, it's like, who's going to get a pass interference bogus right, bullshit exactly. penalty with yeah. two minutes left and they can't come? That's really what it's about. Hey, guess what? NBA, they're going to give you free points. What, you're at home and they like when I cheer? 
oh, cool. So you're, that's a foul here, and James Harden gets to shoot 35 free throws a night. Oh, my God, he scored 38 points. What an amazing player. And then he goes on the road and doesn't get the calls. He's like, what the fuck? It's, it's all this pretending that we do. So, yeah, the referee, I think there's a lot to it. I really yeah, do. I, I, you're telling dude, me, I am, does it benefit the Rams, though? Oh, uh, it kills the Rams. No, it kills Rams them. are okay. 0-8 under this guy. Um, and it's also a type of refer- a referee's style, right? Like if you have a team that's more of a bruising team on the ground and the ref is like, calls more holding penalties, then that's a bad fit for that team. If you have a team that's a you know kind of run and gun type of team and you know very finesse team, maybe more like the Chiefs, then it would benefit if you did call more personal fouls and and things like that. You know, so I mean, it does matter. I have a whole show that I plan on doing probably with you because we had a huge fight over this uh, one time. I have a whole show which is just going to oh, be yeah. donated to games yeah. being fixed and Donaghy and all that kind of stuff because I have some data that will blow people's fucking oh, I, minds. Oh, I got good info on this too. I think there's a lot of that too. The only well, thing, save it. Save save it for that I know, show because that's coming out The only thing you weeks. and I had that disagreement is the NBA the home, and the home team, and right. shit. And we'll, we'll bring that up as part of it we'll because that, that was a fun debate where I killed you on air. But in these games this week, I personally am going to do something, Jeff, that's already in the article, but no one's looked at the article because it's not Uh-oh. Sunday yet. Uh-oh. Chiefs, Patriots, I do believe the Patriots win. Um, oh, boy. I, do, I can see Why? them lose. I can easily see them losing. Easily. Yeah. Um, I just don't bet against the Patriots in the playoffs. So, it's you know, the Andy Reid versus, versus Bill Belichick. Even on the road, though. Yeah, because I think the road is a little bit of a disadvantage. I mean, being home isn't as big of an advantage for Kansas City, depending on the weather, because I don't think this is a battle-tested cold-weather team necessarily. Can I I talk about the cold-weather issues, by the way? Mm -hmm. I've got – I did uh, research yesterday before the Colts and Chiefs game, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to find my data. So what I did is I went through – because I knew how fucking cold it was going to be in Kansas City – and I said, all right, like, it doesn't, like, I heard on NFL Network, and it drew, drove me nuts. NFL Network's like, this team plays in a dome, and this team plays outside. You can't, and I'm like, these are human beings. Like, there, what difference does it make that they play a couple games in a dome? So I went and said, where are these guys from? Like, right. where, where did they grow up? Like, the Colts have this, Marcus Hunt grew up in fucking Estonia. It's like Finland. It's cold year-round there. You know, you had guys like that. Meanwhile, I don't know if I agree with you on this take. But why? Well, why? You got, like, the Colts Chiefs offensive line is from Michigan, Georgia, Texas, Michigan, and California. Right. Pat the line Mahomes isn't going to be the Texas. issue. Damian Williams from San Diego. Tyree Kill from Oklahoma. Well, think about that. Right there. That's the problem. Three, uh, Tyree Kill, Damian Williams, and Mahomes are all from extremely warm-weather states. Yes. So I see that as a major disadvantage because, as you should know, when you lived in Chicago, even though you're from Chicago, born and raised in Chicago, you've been in Chicago your whole life, 40 years, you go back to Chicago now after spending a couple years in sunny Arizona, and you're cold in 50 degrees. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like, I don't really care where you grew up. Where is your body adapted to over the last two or three years? Have you adapted to San Diego? or And Kansas City's cold, so... You know, that, that makes sense. But this football season so far, we haven't seen the Chiefs just come out and play in these 20-degree weather games. We saw their offense and their skill set, I would say. They played a lot of close games that shouldn't have been close late in the year, right? Like, when you think of the Chiefs late in the year, I remember the fucking Oakland game. I remember a couple of these games where it's like, Jesus Christ, the Chiefs shouldn't even have won this game. How did this team even hang in there? You know, so I don't know, man. I just, I mean, they went to Seattle. And they, they lost in the cold. 
They went to uh, what was it? Wasn't it? That cold. Yeah, but I mean, look at all the end of their season games: forty to thirty-three versus the Raiders, tight game; fifty-four fifty-one versus the Rams; twenty-seven twenty-four Ravens; twenty-nine twenty-eight Chargers; thirty-eight thirty-one Seahawks, and then they blew out the Raiders at the end of the year. But all their games, all of a sudden, this is a team who was beating people by twenty. All of a sudden, things tightened up at the end of the year a little bit. They so, I'm, I'm a, and we know Brady and them thrive in the cold. We know this is what they live for. We know their offense is built for the cold, for these short passing games and stuff like that. And I think this game really, everyone's talking Mahomes and Brady and Damian Williams versus White. and so, No, this game to me comes down to Bill Belichick versus Andy Reid. And I will take Bill Belichick seven days a week and twice on Sunday. Wow, because it's funny. In the playoffs. In the playoffs. I was going to say, well, Andy Reid owns Bill Belichick in the regular season. Right. But and, and, yeah, well, right. And, I, and this is something that's in my article right now, too, is I say the exact same thing. Look at what the Chiefs have done to the, the Patriots and teams, much better Patriots defenses. They've dropped, I think it's like 40, 41, 27, 42 on them the last four meetings. They've destroyed the Patriots defense. Um so I think it's fascinating. I think Andy Reid has got something on Belichick. I think he identifies. To me, this is what it seems like. And there's there's some facts to back it up in the article that I won't dive into here. It's like Andy Reid sees what Belichick's trying to do, and he, and he capitalizes on it. He adjusts immediately, and he goes to the other thing, whether it be like Tyree Kill or Kelsey or the running back, or whatever they're trying to stop, which we know, and other teams don't seem to do that ever against New England. I think Andy Reid, so Andy Reid being hip to it gives me a lot of confidence, and I do think that Kansas City is just better overall, and just straight up between, you know, from position by position, offensive line, defensive line, all the way through, they're just better, and I don't think Belichick has as big an advantage as he normally does against this particular head coach as he does as he does against fucking uh Anthony Lynn who doesn't even change a goddamn thing from one you know one meeting to the next. So that's I think that exact reason is why I had this game going pretty handedly to Kansas City. I mean, I I could see it and this is the game I'm the least confident on. So so I can get behind it. You know, like you could definitely sell me on the fact that um Chiefs the Chiefs win this game. You know, I, I know I how to sell you. If I wanted to sell I was thinking about I, it. You really can't because I have a hard, fast rule of I don't bet, a bet against the Patriots until the Super Bowl. But So it's okay, like until I fail, until I fail at that, which for like seven straight years it's worked, until I fail with that, I'm not going to change it. But I could, no, And I don't disagree I mean, with try you. And I do sell it all me. the time. Try and sell I me swear that. to you, you and I have agreed on this in years past. Always, when any time they doubt the Patriots in the playoff, we do it. But – We've had that luxury. They haven't played a road playoff game in 10 years. It's a long time mm-hmm. since they even ventured out of Foxborough or traveled this time of year. The other thing, and it goes into our conspiracy theories, dude, they want Patrick Mahomes to be the first right, NFL they, I, so yes. fucking bad. That's the thing I'm worried about. It, right? It's a big, ripe old veiny hard-on they have for him. They want yep. him in the Super Bowl more than life itself. And I just... Not that they don't love Brady and Belichick and that, but the new blood and Showtime and, you know, young guys. I just, here's my thing. They I love Damian Williams. Love him. Like, obsessed with him. Okay. I, think, I think Belichick takes out Kelsey, and I, think, and I think Gilmore tries to lock down Tyreek Hill, which I think he'll be more successful than most. And this game is going to come down to 
Damian Williams and them stopping the dink and dunk for the Patriots. It seems easy to stop the Patriots. You watch the game and we know oh, what they're doing. It it's like they're going to fu- just spy James White. Like, yeah, I get it. Sonny Michelle ran for a bunch of yards and a few touchdowns. But that's not – they. James White was the MVP of that game. James White was the one who every time they needed it was just bang, 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 yeah. bang. And then Sonny Michelle would run it in from the fucking one or the right. five. But it's like just spy James White. Brady can't move. Gronk's a right tackle. They have no deep threat. Like just spy James White and make Sonny Michelle beat you up and down the field. And it's like they just – you know, Edelman's going to get his. But it's like teams they, just don't do it. They – um. I, I, the path to victory for the Patriots is this, running the ball. On the show tomorrow, uh, I'm going to make a prediction for the weekend, and one of my lock predictions for the weekend is Patriots run the ball 35-plus times. Wow. I think they will keep the ball out of the hands of, the, of Kansas City as much as possible. And if you look at Kansas City's defense, and when they've, they've gotten Justin Houston back, which is a great elite pass rusher, They've gotten Sorensen back, which is their starting safety. And now Eric Berry, who didn't play last week but will play this week, not going to play a lot of snaps, but 20, 25, 30 snaps, significant in there as well and play through a little bit of pain. These guys, they're much better at taking the ball away and stopping the pass. And that's what they made Andrew look, look, Luck look goofy last week doing. Patriots are going to play smash mouth, I have a feeling. And it's going to be Sonny Michelle. It's going to be James White. I wouldn't doubt if Burkhead got in there in a little bit. And I think that's the way. Now, it's a matter of if the Patriots slow Kansas City down enough on offense and then get that lead, it's going to play right into New England's path. Dude, and that's New England starts fast, man, in a playoffs. They do. They're, they're, they script they the ta- They even 15. take the ball. You notice that? Like, they right. don't defer to the second half. They take the ball. They used so. to not. They used to defer. Yeah, they did, they did it last game. I was they surprised. Want the ball in the they want, they they want to get that lead, yeah. yeah. But um, so that So that's the game, I mean. I'm torn on. I'm not going to have a big wager on that game. Um, I'll probably play a lot of props. I'll play a lot of I'm big lot on of fun, Chiefs. A lot of fun stuff on it. I, I could see them losing. But you ready for this, Jeff Mans? Yes, sir. I am so – first of all, go to the Guru Elite gambling package for the NFL betting, and okay. I want you to actually pull that open and look at my bets for the Saints. And I'm just going to fucking tell everyone right now what they are. I have the – Biggest oh, wager of my life One, two, three, four, five, coming up on the Saints Dude, what are you versus the Rams. What are you, what are you I, doing? There is, there is 10 oh, wagers God. I have in that package. And guys, keep in mind, scale your units down if you want. But I will tell you this. I am putting my – I made a bunch of money you know, this year, and I have a lot of it left in separate accounts that are basically like bank accounts that are exclusive for gambling and stuff like that. It's all going on the Saints in different ways. All of it. The whole bankroll. Oh, Guys, the biggest, I'm looking at this. This is a massive The game. biggest percentage bet I have made in my entire life. Percentage bet. I've bet more money on something, but like I have, you know, very I don't gamble as big as I used to. I used to fucking go and drop like thirty grand on this. Like now I'm a little more of an adult, I guess you could say. But <laughs> Wait, I am putting What did you just say? Yeah, more more than I was. Keep in mind, said? it's like it's like your kids comparing your kids to other snowflakes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm comparing Tommy to other Tommies. Okay. okay, so yes, compared to 28-year-old Tommy, yes. But this is my biggest wager of the entire year. It's my biggest wager of the entire last four years, percentage-wise. I'm taking the Saints straight. I'm taking a minus 2.5. I'm taking a minus 6 plus 140. I'm taking a minus 9 plus 200. I'm taking a minus 13.5 plus 300. I think the Saints go out and literally skull fuck the Rams. 
And I know they've had a trial problem putting teams away and the things we've talked about. The Saints are going to go out and completely skull fuck the Rams this week. Okay? And Jeff, as if the units aren't enough and all the stuff on the bets that I'm doing here, I think the Saints win by 20. I think the only way – I think Jared Goff has regressed tremendously throughout the season. And I think you can't run that successfully on the Saints. So that's the way the Rams – that's the way the Rams looked so dominant their last game, uh, even though the Cowboys managed to hang around with the Rams running for fucking 787,000 yards. But I think the thing about it is the Rams' path to victory with Jared Goff on the road in a hostile environment in the playoffs is run, 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 run. And they are not going to be able to run down the Patriot down the Saints' throat. I do not think Todd Gurley's 100%. I think that's why we saw so much C.J. Anderson. I think they're going to be forced to throw, and I think they're going to eat him alive. And here's what I'm willing to do, Jeff. I'm so confident in the Saints winning this game. Oof. If the Saints lose this game, I will shave my head. I'm oh, shaving my head. I'm making this a real thing. I will shave my hair off for the first time since I was fucking in high school. I'm going to shave some, my head. Some would say Mother Nature is doing that for you, but okay. I, mean, I still got, I still got a good head of hair here. Fuck with you. The, uh, I'm shaving that whole fucking thing. I'll shave oh, my whole no. fucking head. I'll go full alien, okay. and I'll post a picture. Come on. All right. For one, let me, let me just – I need everybody to understand. I just tweeted at Jeff underscore man's uh, what Tommy just said, that he's not a heathen. He's more of an adult now, which I'm just like, holy <laughs> Compared shit. Compared to what I used I to think. I can't believe that was just said. But also, I'm supposed to see you on Monday. Like, we, yeah, no, well, we here's the thing. In, here's the thing. Oh, here's the caveat. Yeah, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. I'm going to the Super Bowl um, for Super Bowl week with you. You'll be down there. Uh-huh. We're going to Tampa Bay for FSTA. I'm going to North Carolina. I will shave my head after all that. So I'm not going and fucking running around <laughs> looking like a fucking alien meeting Marshall Falk and all them. So at, at, with the beginning of it, it won't be like oh June. It won't be draft cheat. I'm going to eat a hat and never do it. Like it'll be between February 4th and February 14th. Like it'll be somewhere in that, that week or so when I get back from the Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah, I'm shaving that fucking shit. But I'm not – it's the thing. I would never shave my head because, like you said, like – I'm hanging on to whatever hair I got, right? Like, I'm good. Like, my forehead's gotten bigger over the years, but I still got a full head of hair. And it's like, I don't want to fucking risk that. But that's how confident I am that there's no chance, no chance that they lose this game. Zero. They win by 20. Zero chance. Man, I'm telling you, they're not going to win by 20. They're going to. They're going to pound them. Jared Goff's going to throw three picks. You're going to see Jared Goff look like a schoolgirl, and you're going to see McVay get exposed. So your analysis here is right. He's regressed tremendously. They don't trust him. No question about any of that stuff. And I don't don't think you're going to have to shave your head. All right? I really don't. I hope hope But (laughs) – I, I know you don't. Fuck that. I, I, even for me, like, God, embarrassing you is one of my, like, I love it. I don't know. There's certain things, like, I don't wish upon anybody. It's like, that's, that's a big, that's a good I don't have a good head. You see this head here, Jeff? You see this? Yeah, this head's long. You, you I got, walking I got around a, with no yeah, hair. Would I don't have, like, that good shaved head head. Fascinating. And well, I got let a long say, face, which is never good for What worries me the head. most about the Saints bets that you have in here, in our betting package over here, <laughs> is that, man, they fuck around a lot. I know. They just fuck around. But just, if you look at it, as long as they cover the two and a half, we win nine units, and it covers all the rest of the bets. Uh, as long as they win the game, eight. By yeah, two and a okay. half, because that wins nine. The rest equal up to, like, 12, so it'd lose, like, three units. 
Okay. Not, yeah. not bad. So it doesn't, not, it's not, not so as bad. bad. Two of those bets are a half a unit. One's two or one unit. You know, one's two units. So as long as they win the game by two and a half, basically, you know, we'll lose, lose a couple units. Fucking A, man. It, it's wild, though. It's really wild. Because I'm YOLO in this shit. I'm gonna they, so are, uh, they make me nervous. They should have destroyed Philadelphia. Destroyed. Like, they should have murdered them. Philly's so. secondary is so garbage. And they, start, they did, but they just they, they fuck around Taysom Hill. Catching passes. Throwing passes. Like, I don't know what on earth. It's like you have super. You, you got to lift a car off of a small child, and Superman's standing right by you. It's like, yo, hey Jimmy, get this car, please. Like, oh, Superman's right here. Like, let him lift the <laughs> fucking car. What are you doing? Why are you letting Taysom Hill throw instead of Breeze? Why is Taysom Hill running instead of Alvin Kamara or Mark Ingram? Why is Taysom Hill catching instead of Michael Thomas? Stop fooling people. Right. You're better than them. They but, should win this game. They're just a better team. Line up, win, go home. But man, they don't want to. They the beauty of fuck it is around. They want onside so kicks and go Sean for McVay. fourth downs and and kick fifty two yard field goals at the end of games that give the team a, a short field to win the game. That if Alshon Jeffrey doesn't miss the ball, oh, it just that's what makes me nervous about this. It's not that they shouldn't. It's not that you're right. You are right about golf. Everything's right. It's just a team that I've watched since week 12 do nothing but fuck around. That's all they've done because they know they're good, they know they're great, and they just don't put teams away. And it makes me nervous. Of That's course. all. Yeah, I can Everything see that. you Dude, said should happen. The fact that this Rams game was an eight-point game with five minutes left in the third quarter against the fucking Cowboys on the road who couldn't yeah, get a fucking either. thing going – Offensively, Ezekiel Elliott was averaging like 1.4 yards per cap per carry, and they still were struggling to put away this team when they were rushing for fucking 290 yards. Oh, like you want to talk about fucking around? The Rams fuck around just as much. This might be a fucking. They might be playing fucking. You know, they might be finger fucking in the fourth quarter. The thing I know for a fact is I know for a fact Sean McVay will have zero timeouts at the end of the game. I know for a fact that he's not going to change his game plan and Peyton's going to be able to know exactly what they're going to do. And I know for a fact that Jared Goff walking into probably the most hostile environment he's ever played in in his life while he's already regressing and failing is going to get devoured. So as long as Gurley and Anderson don't run wild, I think that the Saints can win this game by 20 even if they don't score 35. Here's the other part of this, though. Sheldon Rankins, one of their big run stoppers on defense, is out. He right. tore his Achilles last week. So as good as they've been against the run, I still think that they'll be really good against the run. I, they can't run like they did I think before. Peyton's smart enough. He's going to basically dare them to throw. He'll put an extra I guy in the box. I hope so, and, and I'm sure they will. But that that's just another thing that makes me feel uh, uncomfortable. Are you now rooting for uh... – Man, I've said he's full no, on rooting. He's like, full on I, rooting dude, for the you Rams. Know, I, I can't. I, I love rooting against you, and you know it, it's fun. How long man. does it take? How long would it take for my hair to grow back if I had to shave it? I never shaved my head since like dude, high school know. football. Freshman year of football, they made us all shave our heads. It would be July, man. Remember really? when you had the tire iron thing? Like, yeah, that's tire true. Iron my hair. Well, that, that my hair took a while to grow back for months. Right. That hair. That, but that was like because I had my head split. Well, oh, I know you split open, but I, I know that's it's yeah. different. So I don't know be a little it's different better. or not. We'll see. I'll fucking try. I I mean, know, that's the way I'm, I'm thinking just, about dude, it is like I am all about you being embarrassed. The way I'm thinking about it is funny. It makes the pods better, but I because I'm I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten bets on the Saints. 
your hair, all this shit. That you're like, <laughs> oh, God, okay. The thing there's I'm a thinking, limit. Like, I, it's too much, right? Like, it's there's too just much. a limit. I, like, Dude, I know whatever, it's fine, but... There's a limit. I'm like, oh god, because especially the subs are going to get destroyed. This is Sunday. <laughs> this is the late, or no, this is the early game Sunday, and I'm gonna. You're supposed to be with me in Tampa doing yeah. a big major event this week. I'm like, if like if they were to lose, I'm never seeing you. Friend. You're not making right. Monday. I'm not making a Monday. <laughs> no way you'll make Tuesday. Like you're not gonna. I'm gonna make, drink myself. Be- like I, I'm basically guaranteed. Like I already backed my flight up Monday to 6:30 p.m. <laughs> Anticipating Such that I'm fun. either going to drink myself into a coma because I lost, or drink myself into a coma Cause celebrating because I won. Exactly, so, this is a bad so, one or the bad. other. It's going to be a big financial weekend for me, one way or the other. I may be asking you for a loan when I see you on Monday. Oh, <laughs> so, um, who are your favorite? I, I can donate hair. Yeah, I, I, you got a good head of hair. I'll take I'm some of that. The thing away. I was thinking about because the logic was, you know what? I wear a hat so often, and I always have my whole life. I've just always worn a hat. Um, yeah. I wear a hat so often that it's not a big deal, right? Like, it's not a big deal. If I, but at the same token, I'm like, wait, if this doesn't – I thought it would grow back. Like, if I did it February 14th, it'd probably be, you know, at least reasonable by, like, May. But you're saying no. So I mean, that's no, a little just, worrisome that I'm going to have to be at the pool and at the hard rock and all that. Well, dude, like, you know, I don't Because that middle phase is the worst when it's growing yeah, back. That's like, the worst, that's the worst. But, like, when it's kind of shaved, it's like, oh, whatever. But that, like, kind of tweener phase where you get that fucking weird kind of puffy where hair. you get, that's like, a, the, the, the thinner hair. Right, yeah. It's just kind of yeah. spiky, and it, yeah. the wind blows it, and it, like, waves around. Next thing you know, you look like Trump. Yeah. And thing, you're like, oh, that, shit. That, like, that, like two-inch hair is the worst. Yes, that inch that's or two the hair. Because you can't style it. You can't do anything with it. Nothing you can do. That's the worst face. I'm you hoping to get you that. You should do, like, if you come in, like, an Afro wig or something. Like, that would be better. Know. Like a, uh, nah, what's a... Nah, I'm fucking going for it. I'm going for it. Listen, I'm always against you most of the time, but uh, not really. But I, This one, I'll actually be pulling for you. For one, I do think the Saints will win. I just am nervous. I, sh- I might even have to make it like Saints win by a touchdown or more. And I no, no, don't, no, maybe no. That, maybe don't then do that. Can... No, no, no. No matter what you do, do not do that. Because that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's never exactly happens. What but I'm, I'm saying, about. like, to give the fans what they want no. and still let the fans win their bets. No. That's no, at least more enough. of a happy medium. No, all right. no, no. It's bad like enough it. because. Well, I'm figuring if I lose them are... all this, I'm figuring if I lose them all this money um, with this bet, at least they'll get the You'll satisfaction. Like I always said, betting MMA is my favorite thing to bet because when a guy costs you money, he gets put in the hospital. You know, like if you bet on a guy and he loses, like at least you know he's going home bloodied and as bad as you feel. So that'll be the same thing. If I lose the subs all this money on this bet, then uh, at least they'll know that I'm in a worse situation than them because I've lost more money and my hair. So uh, let's talk DFS for a quick minute here. Um, Quarterback. Who's your quarterback this week? Mahomes. I think as confident as you are in the Saints, I remember I was confident in Drew Brees last week too. And I saw them fucking around for the whole game, and it right. really bothers me. So um, I look at the same thing. I don't think New England secondary can hang. I look at Mahomes. I don't think any quarterback's going to go nuts. I really don't. And they yeah. golf. They're going to keep it out of their hands. They're going to keep it out of Brady's hands. And I think it's between Breeze and Mahomes, and I prefer Mahomes. It would be really cool if Taysom Hill was like $1,000. That'd be fun for this slate. Yeah, it um, might not I mean, be that, that crazy. That's how you do it. You make Taysom Hill a thousand dollars to diversify. But you know, no, there's no God, Tommy G or creativity? Jeff Mans at DraftKings. Are you to gonna get, get creative? creative? No, right? Exactly. I think I'm probably back on Brady. Um, 
Gurley looks like he's going to be uber chalk from what it seems, which mm-hmm. is odd to me. I didn't think that. I mean, you're going to see a lot of Damian Williams, Kamara, Gurley, um, and then you'll see a split between Sonny Michelle and James White. They'll probably eat into each other. Um, and then the the lower tier of guys are going to be Anderson, Burkhead, Ingram, all those guys. So of the Gurley, Kamara, who's your favorite out of those two? Kamara. And of Run the against Dam- the Rams. And of the Damian Williams versus either Ooh. Patriots back, who's your favorite? I might. I am thinking I'll have at least one lineup with all three Patriots running backs. Like I yeah. think it's that. <laughs> yeah. I honestly like. I think it's that profound with both of them. And I think Kansas City is such a problem. They, they're much better against the pass than the run. And even though the numbers right. they've been passed on, but a lot of that's comeback and a lot of it's yardage mm-hmm. and fantasy points, not necessarily points. Right. So I'm a. Uh, I'm going to be a little more on on James White. Um, but Damian Williams, I like a lot too. Um, Damian's great. Yeah, no, d- no doubt about it. I have no problems right. with him. But like I said, it's ab- about your build, and I'm going with the right. Mahomes build a little. Which bit makes more. sense. Yeah, so you'd you'd be pivoted towards the other direction, right? Yeah. Um, Michael Thomas, Tyree Kill, Julian Edelman. Of those three, who's your favorite? Was all in Michael Thomas last week. He won me all the monies. Yes, yeah, well, so some great. Some of the great. monies, but um, I think Tyreek this week. There's nobody with the speed. You not worried to... about Gilmore? No. He doesn't have speed. That's the thing. Gilmore, he is as well as he's done this year. He's figured out and is coaching. He's figured out how to cover with um, by getting away with penalties. He establishes right, contact yeah. early in the routes. He he pushes up. He doesn't use his hands. He uses his body instead of his hands, and that doesn't. The referees will see you using your hands. It's a whole teaching tactic that Belichick does. I agree with and you. Why on this one, actually. why it took him a year to really a year and a half, I think, to stabilize himself in New England. So but he doesn't have speed. Like Gilmore can't right. cover the deep guy. And man It's kinda like the old Richard Sherman philosophy, right? Like with Richard Sherman, yeah. like if you were gonna try Very and be physical similar, with him, actually. you were dead. But if you could run past him, you could fucking light him on fire it's deep. Good Same example. I think Patrick yeah. Peterson's similar to that for a little while there too. Like a lot of these guys got burnt deep a lot. Well, but PP can run Peter's a little bit te- a little more athletic than the other two though. Yeah, he can um, run. Where Gilmore fast, can't yeah. run. That's the yeah. problem. But yeah, so I like that and that's what scares me. That's why I'm not all in on the Patriots, because I do love Tyreek Hill. Um, I think he could absolutely light them on fire. I think Gilmore will contain him better than than a lot of other people. But I mean, if if Braid, if uh, Belichick's philosophy is going to be to go shut down Kelsey, which it seemed like it was last time they played, where he put a lot of attention on Kelsey, mm-hmm. then you could see see Hill going wild. And I mean, he seven for one forty two and three touchdowns last time they played. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he had a fourth um, that he dropped. So, I, yeah, I think the most upside is Tyree Kill for sure. I love Edelman. I'm absolutely in love with Edelman. Yeah, I think like, it's very solid, and the fact yeah. that he plays inside what about, is very good as well. Yeah, what about Kansas the Rams receivers? Who's your favorite? Robert, Robert Woods is the number one By receiver far? of the slate. Yeah. Oh, okay. By, yeah, he's just – I have attacked P.J. Williams all year. I'm not going to stop now in this game. The only guy – the way the Rams uh, – so I did my write-up and uh, before we had this conversation, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I said, the only way the Rams win is if Jared Goff wins it for them. Okay. I don't think he's going to. Right. But this matchup with Woods and P.J. Williams is one that – and the fact that you have Cooks and Reynolds already out there and Gurley out of the backfield, you can't really double Woods. You just can't do it. So you can't send help on P.J. And if you do, he's going to hit you against Eli Apple. It's It's – you know, so – 
they're going to have to play it a little legit. And that's why I love Robert Woods this week. They're going to have to throw a lot. If New Orleans does what offensively what you think they're going to do, and Thomas and Breeze get off and go, then it's going to be you know 11 receptions for 146 yards for Robert Woods, even if they lose, which yeah, is what I love. I can see that. Um, any interest in Sammy Watkins, Ted Ginn, any of those guys down at the bottom? Yeah, like Watkins a great deal. Ginn as well. Both, it's like between those two. Right. Don't think I'm going to play them both necessarily. I want to get a little different. Feel like, what do you, what do you think about Watkins' ownership this week? I think it would be like 10. That's it? You don't think? Yeah, I think Ginn will be like 20. Watkins will be like 10. Um, okay. 10, you know, I could. I think I'm a guy like, out. you know, funny, the Bod had a call with Corderell Patterson scoring a touchdown. I wouldn't be surprised to see a guy like that win a slate. Sure, you know that's yeah. a guy. That's a guy who could come out of Philip Dorsett. Uh, he's Dorsett. in my write up this week as well over at GuruLeet.com. So, uh, yeah, I can see that, that too. That's a guy that's interesting. Had five targets last week. I feel like Hogan always gets from whatever. Hogan keeps getting more uh, ownership, and I'll, I'll be fully honest. Yeah. I played. I had ownership share of Hogan last week too, and then Dorsett caught the touchdown. And I'm just sick of it. It's like, this guy never fucking produces. So if you're going to go that route, you might as well go Dorsett instead of Hogan. Right. I don't disagree with that. Tight end. I mean, I don't know. Kelsey's going to be, what, 101% owned? Yeah, I mean, 102.4. I mean, yeah. I think this is a perfect situation here where it's like, I think Belichick goes and takes Kelsey out. And it's like, can he, though? Yeah, you can I mean, you can keep them to five for seventy. Like, but it, well, you're that hesitation right there. So okay, five for seventy. I mean, I think I think, I, I think I think if fair. he wants to take him out, he can. Yeah, I think if he wants to, take but who else on the slate is going to get five for seventy? That's the thing. It's like, I mean, but but do you go drunk? and punt with just a twenty five hundred dollar tight end and say I don't need the five for seventy over there? I'll go make it up by getting Tyree Kill over over Cordero Patterson with someone else's lineup, you know, or whatever it is. So it, it it is an interesting question. Um, I think we know Kelsey's the one. What is your take on Gronk? Is he a right tackle right now? Is there any life left in this man where you would have any interest in playing him against Kansas City? Who you know he did a three for ninety seven off him last time, but it was only on yeah. three catches. It was really one catch that did most of the damage. Right. Um, but I mean, dude, he just blocks every play. That's because all they do is run. I think they're going to run a lot. But it, listen. To me, if you're going to fade Kelsey, you almost to me you almost have to play Gronk and just say, "All right, that's what the, if you just clean punt it." I know, but I mean, but okay, I guess what it comes down to is the question you actually asked me, which is, do I think Gronk is just the right tackle? I think he's got something left. Do I think it's much? Do I think it's uh, eight for seventy and two? No, I don't think he's got that much of a run, but. You just said, what, three for 97 or whatever? Right. Um, you don't and need a touchdown much. or two? Yeah, I think he's got that. I think for sure. He's still 6'6", 260. I know. He's, he's still, still a behemoth. It's still possible. It's still there. Double touchdown is very viable out of him. So we're, you know, and when we're talking about a two game slate, if we're still at a right. four game slate, I, I would be even more, but fuck it. A two game slate with a clear choice. No doubt right. about it's, it. He's going to, even with Gronk being the clear number two by a long shot, he's still only going to be like 28, 30%. Exactly. You know, like, and he can do it with touchdowns. He doesn't, he's never right. really been. That's all you really need, right? You just, just go get, you know, go get your eight yard touchdown and catch two or get three. Kelsey, balls yeah. fine. Kelsey, five go for get, 70, get like 10. you said. And then Gronk. Right. Four for 40 and two. The less Kelsey does, the less Gronk needs to do, right? Like, you're really not right. playing Gronk. You're playing 
you know, Gronk Kelsey. doing half of what Kelsey does, and you're right. fine. You know, that's right. really all you need. If Kelsey scores 30, Gronk needs to get you 15. And let's face it, if Kelsey does go off, you have some added protection in that, all right, they're going to just have to throw and throw and right. throw and throw. Who's and your favorite that, punt? Um, I mentioned Dorsett. Is it Dorset. Everett? Is it Higby? Is it Watson? Is it – no, no, I mean it's the tight end position. If you were going to oh, punt tight end. Oh, Everett. Yeah, Everett's a guy. He's, so athle- he's athletic. He's big. Um, him and Goff have had some bigger games – in the past, like there's an Everett. Game well, they, at and, the end of the season, they were doing good. The last, you know, the last three yeah. weeks, you know, they were doing good. You know, he was getting six targets a game, and then last week he disappeared a little. In week seventeen, obviously, uh, didn't have a game. right. He, he's been gone. I had him in the write up um, last week, so you know, I, I think of those tight ends, he's the guy. Okay. I don't love either defense. Uh, and. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the Saints. You mentioned the turnovers with the uh, um, Rams and Goff, and I don't have a lot of faith in Goff being able to turn it over. Saints at home can do some damage. Um, I like the idea that they have Alvin Kamara running back punts and shit like that, Mm -hmm. so you get a little special teams. So it's you know I like the winning teams. I I think it's the Saints and the Chiefs, obviously. So, so yeah, yeah. So I'm with you on that. Um, they're underpriced too. I think they're 2,700. They basically gave you every defense for free this week. So I'm assuming yeah. the Saints are going to be fucking crazy owned. The Saints are probably going to be 50 percent owned. Um, so, so it might not be a bad fade in that situation. Um, so let's uh, let's answer one or two more tweet out of questions. Oh, was good. there a specific question that you wanted to make sure we addressed before we get out of here? The one I wanted was the we the accessories. That's we got to that. Thank God. Okay. Some people are asking about the White House shutdown. Um, I don't know how much you've been following this. The government shutdown. Just don't don't hold me up at the airport because I got to travel like each of the next four weeks. Right, that's what's annoying. That's gonna have us too. But this government shutdown. I mean, there's a lot of misinformation that's going on about it. And uh, Ben Jamin, who's great with this stuff, brought up a point that I was arguing. I thought I did it on the podcast, but I guess I just did it over the phone uh, with one at a time. So. his point was uh, bring out the libertarian in you and discuss how if the shutdown goes over 30 days, it gives Trump administration authority to fire people of the deep state and keep only essential government employees to shrink the size of the government. Nailed it, Ben. Nailed it. I've been telling everyone at bars everywhere. I'm like, you guys are so dumb. Like they didn't. They're doing this shutdown. It's not all Trump's reason to shut down. The shutdown is because the Democrats obviously won a lot of seats recently. And there's a fucking stalemate now, which we knew was about to happen when we saw the elections that just took place recently. And now no one can agree on anything. And everyone's just like, fuck you. They planted their flag. But the thing about this thing that when I was researching it a couple of weeks ago, if this thing does extend over 30 days, Trump could just start firing people, (laughs) like just start shrinking the fucking government down to almost nothing, which is brilliant. Um, and that's what he's going to do. You know, you're, you're basically going to see with just like essential personnel left. So, uh, which, which I agree with. I'm a, I'm a Ron Paul revolution libertarian. So I believe in small government. I want to get rid of half these government stuff. So, um, don't, don't believe everything you see there. There is, uh, there's a lot of jokes out there saying, uh, Trump's playing chess and everyone else is playing checkers right now. I I will say this as a guy who lives in Arizona now is that the whole thing with the wall Mm-hmm. is overblown and oh the wall is my favorite you can touch on that for a second yeah i don't i mean it's the wall it's, is the funniest debate in the world i win is so it many because I, I we have not ever talked about this you and i but is it because it, it's irrelevant no it's because it was hillary clinton's idea oh okay <laughs> like I, it's, it's just, so funny the liberals they come out and they're just like 
fucking wall, fuck this wall. It's like, bro, this was Hillary Clinton's idea. Have you ever used YouTube? Have you ever used Google? She was the founder of Build a Wall. The Democrats were 100% against the immigration that was taking place, and talk, but they called it a fence and a border. She called it a wall once or twice, but it was always a fence and a border. That was what she ran her campaign on years ago. Like, and everyone's like, Trump and this wall. And then when you show them the Hillary video, their, their reaction is this every time. But th- that's photoshopped. Like, it's a video. What do you mean? I'm old enough to remember it. It's but, but, but dumb as, seriously, fucks. Though. You don't need a wall. The wall doesn't matter. Wall's not going to help anything. I don't understand the point. And even here in Arizona, nobody understands why this is a thing. A wall's not keeping anybody in or out. It's just not. So, I mean, they, these I guys, dude, they, if the people that get in, they have tunnels. You, I mean, they tunnel from yeah, I, I don't 30 miles I, into like 100 miles into the United States. The harder you make it, though. The the better it gets because there's, there's not people, people just, out there walking around yeah, just like sauntering over. No, they're not. Yeah, I'm telling are. you, I'm not, in maybe not by your house. No, they're, they're really. Not, there's nobody. Nobody's walking. How are they getting the here? Desert. Then, of course, they're coming across the border. They're flying in. They're taking they boats to the coast. They're, they're tunneling in. That's listen, how they're getting I think in. the wall is overblown too. I think it's just something that you know when you build your whole campaign around something. You know, you gotta you gotta follow through with it, and uh, it's just my my whole joke about it is how they say it's immoral to have a wall. Why? Like, well, you know, how do you feel that it was the person you voted for's initial idea? Like, that just shows how dumb the fucking voting public is that they don't even know anything before 2015 that the TV told them. Like, they don't they only know what the TV told them. And they only have a three-year history of knowing anything about but economics. Is it really, finance. Like, is it mad, like the, the election's been over for three years. I don't think it's a Hillary Trump issue anymore. It's a why are we still talking about a wall? Like that's because the thing. of the money that they're going to spend on it. That's the whole. Yeah, thing. I mean, you I have mean, to. You know, I mean, it's it's a bigger conversation. You know about about this whole thing. But I mean, the reality of it is just the question isn't Jeff for me. Why is why is the government talking so much about the wall? The question is, why is the population so concerned about it? Like, how are you know. a 25-year-old girl so concerned about the wall? <laughs> like, what? You have nothing else going on in your life that you're concerned about being keeping people out of this country who don't have citizenship in this country? Like, well, you realize oh, yeah, that yeah. that's the reason you have a country? Like, if, if they would just open the borders, like, we don't have a country. Basically, yeah. us and Mexico and South America, we just merge together into one big conglomerate. Like, there, there you need things, boundaries. Two things that are utterly stupid. Number one, I've stated the wall. The, the wall's not keeping anybody in or out. That's just a fact. I, I, it's not going to solve anything. I disagree with you, but again, that's fine. Uh, you could disagree. That's fine. We you could want, disagree. That's, right. And the second thing is that the, the whole I – don't, I don't know much about, but that the people marching up, how in that – like there's a whole thing. How can you, from another country, marching into another country – how is that not an invasion and a declaration of war? Right. Like, I don't understand how, and we're all sitting back like, oh, we got to let them do it. Why do we no. do what? No. Just let people no. come in. Like, I, no. I mean, what are you doing? Like, we also have to be reasonable people. Like, you <laughs> no. can't just allow no people to infiltrate your country. That's not allowable either. Right. What are we doing? Everyone, I can't- everyone's gone so far to the left. It's like, you're not even using logic anymore. Um, but interesting thing which I'm not going to address too much right now because I haven't done thorough research on it, and I don't just Uh-oh. spew shit based on what I saw on the internet or TV. 
Jeff, I don't know if you even saw this. It was in the thread that I posted it, but there's a big thing that's circulating. It got like 100,000 retweets or something in like 15 hours. Um, at Casara Para. So C-A-S-A underscore P-A-R-R-A. Um, Speak English. So that's the, that's the Twitter handle for this chick. Please read the thread if you're into conspiracies. There's a book. That be, and I have to dig into it. Like I, I just saw it. I, I didn't wasn't keen on this conspiracy. I'll be honest. I didn't know too much about this. It's fairly new because it's about Trump being a time traveler. And initially, I mean, I do believe in time travel. I believe in alternative universes. I oh, believe. Is this all, where somebody mentioned the name Trump, like from the. But no, place. this is way deeper. Like it's oh. like it starts like that. But in digging, I was like, holy shit! So I had to reach out to. Um, some of my conspiracy theorist friends, and they were all like, duh, you didn't know that? And I was like, oh, okay, well, now we need to have an eight-hour sit-down, and you're going to fill me in on all this, and then I'm going to do my own research. So I probably got about another week of vetting this um, to give you the full analysis, but um, there seems to be, and I believe that people are travelers, and I believe in reptilian shapeshifters, I believe in all that, I believe in aliens, I believe in all that. There There seems to be some pretty solid information here that um trump's kid is like braun from fucking game of thrones and trump is like a time traveler and he's you know elon musk and all this so I mean, it 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 literally i again i don't want to comment without knowing but i will tell you to look into this yourselves too and then uh we will have a nice discussion on this i'm sure within the next week or two uh <laughs> jay-z's a time traveler too all, you guys are all out of your minds. This, this, this is where you lose me. Of like, course. I, I'm, I'm on board. We're riding together. Beep, beep. We're on the bus. And then like, I'll tell you in this. the 1950s, I'd be ringing the bell right now. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, ding, let, ding. Me off. let me off let the me bus. Off. Let me off, off the bus. I'm go. You guys can go ahead. I wish you the best. But, but, but here's your problem. Yes. You're walking into potentially spending 10 of the next 16 days with me. I know. And we are deep in conspiracy zone, and I know we're doing shows together. We're going to be talking conspiracy. So you better believe when you get drunk, I am going to MK Ultra you and brainwash the shit out of you. Michelob Ultra? What? Just remember, February 5th, when we do a No Mercy podcast, you're going to hear Jeff Jeff going, well, I mean, of course the Patriots lost the fucking Super Bowl because Mahomes is a reptilian shapeshifter. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Obviously, the fucking refs time traveled from back in the day and fucked over Sean Payton. Like you're gonna hear that talk track. Uh, you never know. I'll be a whole new man's after the next 15 yeah. days. Be the best. The best a man's can get. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna make you. We're gonna do the Gillette so overhaul. We're gonna make you the best a man's can get. All right, Jeff. Any final words? Uh, nothing. Go Saints. Let Tommy save his hair. Hashtag save Tommy's hair. No hashtag. I kind of want him to lose. I want to change the bet so that I can win the bet and lose the hair just to make it fun. Well, you can always just shave your head. Yeah, but that's no fun. I, I don't want to shave my head. I just like yeah. losing bets. <laughs> like, I like Most when I like whenever I just like whenever. Oh wait, you like attention? That let's, let's yeah, boil it exactly. down. Yeah, like, exactly. That's what attention. It is. You can I just want everyone's attention on me. So, but I, I need to win this. So, hopefully, I keep my hair, uh, and maybe we'll do it again in the future. But uh, for Jeff Mans, I am Tommy G. Guys, go subscribe and write a review. Write a review for the podcast. Let us know what you want to hear. Hit us up at No Mercy Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Subscriptions and reviews on iTunes are what keep us popping. Uh, keep us from having to do ads right now. No advertisers on here because yeah. we. But uh, we will move in that direction if you guys don't keep pumping the shit out of this motherfucker. But um, for Jeff Mans, I am Tommy G. Good luck. Stay cashing, motherfuckers. Deuces.
Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Oh. 